Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everybody, welcome to the season finale of DC Action Hour. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Thank you so much for joining us uh, as we talk all the season finales. Arrow, Flash, Supergirl tonight on DC Action Hour. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mark Spile and uh, Danielle. What's Hello. up? Hello. Danielle's so famous, I only use her first name, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Cher. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, folks. So we uh, we're very excited because, of course, the season finale is so so much to talk about. So a lot of epic stuff going on. I know a lot of you have already told me earlier in the week you you a lot of stuff you want to share, and some of you are already in the chat. Thank you guys. A bunch of you actually are already in the chat. Thank you for watching live. If you're there, please chat away, share your thoughts, comments. We'll share them live. You can also tweet us at Super Geeked Up if you prefer. Uh, before we get into all that, uh, oh by the way, also uh, I got some cool news. I'll share later in the show about. Uh, my Super Geeked Up show, which we also do on this channel. Uh, I'm going to announce the return date of that for this summer when we do new episodes. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about San Diego Comic-Con as well. All right, but first, we like to start with the Super Tweet question, uh, which is this week, since we are talking all the season finales, we want to know, what is your what do you think is the best season finale of all time? So this could be any TV show that ever aired. What is the best season finale? Uh, we actually already got a bunch of responses on Facebook to this when I posted it, but we also want to hear from you guys in the chat, which I'm going to go check right now. And Marks, what's your choice? Um, <clears throat> I have two that came to mind that really stuck with me. It's my favorites. First one was Best of Both Worlds Part 1, Star Trek Next Generation. Season 3 finale. Ah, you stole my answer, you little bastard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's an action, no, that's fine. You know, I think that'd be so many people's answers though, right? Uh, yeah. Because if you don't know, folks, it's actually ranked, uh, I was reading, it's actually ranked as like one of the best in the top, like, I don't know, 40 episodes of TV of all time by some people or some some magazine or something. Um, It was the one, folks, where the Borg, uh, Captain Picard, gets captured by the Borg, and uh, I won't reveal what happens, but it's, it's, it's well, they surely know by now. This is 1990. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some people, you know, they're just learning about Star Trek Next Generation now, and they're binging in Netflix, maybe. Um, like actually yesterday, I was at a I was at a Star Wars Star Trek event at Think Geek in my area, and and somebody was just working their way through a next gen in the first season, second season actually. Okay. Uh, but anyway, right, you know, like the famous thing, right? It ends with Riker saying "fire," right? <laughs> like just like yeah. to, it's great, and then it goes like to be continued because he's about to fire and blow up the card. Yeah, it was uh, a great cliffhanger, and it didn't really used to do very many cliffhangers in Star Trek up up to that point, so. That's how you do a cliffhanger, folks. Like, go watch okay. that. Um, so the other one was The Gift, fifth, fifth season finale and 100th episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Also was sort of like the double WB finale of the series because then they moved over to UPN. I thought that was a really good finale and overall, like, where they really tied everything together. Which one, Was that season five? Mm-hmm. Oh God! Wait, that, that oh, you, was the... you took mine. Oh, <laughs> Mark, you're the worst co-host ever. You just steal all our answers. Sorry. <laughs> well, Wait, we're all in the really... same wavelength, apparently. That's good. Uh, so, Buff, I love Buffy. However, season five is the one season I did not watch the whole thing because I think it was terrible. 
uh, but the app final was actually good. The finale, or did you like the whole season? Because I fucking couldn't stand that season. I, I liked the pieces pieces of the season. I love. I thought the finale really brought it all together really well. I know people didn't like Gloria a lot. Some people didn't, but but let's I'll let Danielle say what she liked about it. So, okay, yes, good idea. Oh, Daniel's frozen. He was asking what you liked about uh, the finale of Buffy that season. You're asking me? Yes. I love that because in a, in a crappy season with the introduction of Dawn and then we had Dracula, uh, so there was a lot of reaching in that season. It was tied together at the end very perfectly of this sister bond relationship. And it was exciting to have a cliffhanger of, you know, Buffy is dead again. But I mean, she's like really dead, dead this time. So it was exciting for to see how they were going to handle it in season six. All right. Cool. Uh, let me share some chat answers here. Uh, so uh, Carrie Johnson, first off, says, good call and best of both worlds from uh, Next Generation. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, Brotizer Cool says, hello, I don't know if you remember me, but I haven't watched you in a while. I used to watch your Dungeons and Dragons a lot. Yes, I absolutely remember you. Thank you so much for tuning into this show. Uh, and we're doing d &E tomorrow, actually, if you want to watch that as well. Uh, now, Sci-Fi Pulse, who you may see actually on the show a little later tonight, he has some uh, great <laughs> things in the chat. He says, the porn version was Star Trek The Next Penetration, and then Deep Throat Nine and Star Trek Voyeur. Okay, thank you, Ian. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Let me, uh, let me share some real answers <laughs> over on Facebook. Oh, actually, wait. Uh, Raysa said Babylon 5 Season 4, I think, in the chat, she just said. Oh, yeah. um, Hans Bakken, in, uh, who's actually a good supporter of ours from Super Knocked Up Season 2, says uh, Chuck Season 2, Guys I Know Kung Fu, is the quote uh, from that. I love Chuck, man. I love that show, so that's a great answer. Oh, he also says he really enjoyed the Designated Survivor finale, the first season this that's actually my favorite new show this season, Designated Survivor. I don't know if any of you guys watched it, but it's uh, yeah, it's that's, very, that's a good show. It's very well done. Uh, Sarah Moore, who Marks and I know well, says Alias always had great season cliffhangers. Uh, she references the car crash one. Uh, Alias is another show I love. Jennifer Garner, like she's one of my favorite actresses. She just kicked ass as Sydney Bristow. I think it's one of the coolest uh, characters around. And Michael Gilstrap on Facebook says the final episode of Life on Mars, uh, the U.S. version, he says. And he also mentions the series finale of MASH and the season 10 finale of Mystery Science Theater 3000. All right. Thanks for all those answers. Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess our Mark's already stole my answer, so uh, I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's good, man. Like, obviously, you have great taste, I think. Uh, oh, so Bro Ties are cool has a very good answer that relates to our show tonight. He says he liked the season the finale to season two of Arrow. Yes, I pretty much what I, well, I think and everybody else I hear usually is season two is the favorite season of Arrow, most people say. Yes. So that's a good choice. It's before that's... they ruined everything in season three. <laughs> well, they really, they went even down no more in season four. Um, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bro Ties also says the season five finale of Supernatural. Uh, Marks, that's a show you like, right? Mm -hmm. That's a good finale, and... too. Sci-Fi Paul says Chuck was awesome, and I used to like The Pretender. Anyone remember that? I I remember The Pretender. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I watched some of it. I remember it a little bit, but I'll pretend I do. <laughs> <laughs> here comes here comes the puns already, folks. <laughs> uh, and then Raysa also says she loved Pretender. And Lister's mate, our good buddy Anthony Davis, says the best season cliffhanger was from Super Knocked Up. Oh, so many heroes and villains and Dark Star. Thank you. That's that's actually my show. <laughs> 
we did have a huge uh, season two cliffhanger. That's true. Thank you, Anthony, for giving that uh, shout out. All right, let's. Uh, all right, so there's our super tweet. Thank you guys for all those great answers. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. All right, let's go to. Now we're gonna get into the shows. Uh, we're gonna talk all the shows that uh, aired this past week. Their finale: Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. Well, the DC show on CW. Not every show <laughs> that aired the season finale on. That'd be a long time we'd be here. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right, let's start with Supergirl, and we're gonna let Danielle kick this one off. Yes, I apologize in advance if I cut in and out. I'm working on it. Um, so this is the season finale. It's episode number 22, titled "Nevertheless, She Persisted." It's can written I just, by. Can I just add? I think that's the worst title I've ever heard of a show. <laughs> I think it, it had to do with a lot of like events that were going on in the world. I think at that time, I think it was the Women's March that was happening while they were like writing this or something. All right. Okay. Continue, please. <laughs> uh, written by Andrew Kreisberg and Jessica Queller, and it's directed by Glenn Winter. Um, so we kick this off. Um, it's revealed that Rhea used something called silver kryptonite to manipulate Cal's senses, showing Kara as uh, General Zod, who's rumored to be the villain for next year's uh, season. Kara eventually overpowers Cal, overpowers Cal and takes him to the fortress where. A recovered cow finds a way to end the war. Kara challenges Rhea to Dakam Ur, or I hope I'm saying that rhyme, uh, right? Uh, an ancient rite in which two leaders duel and the loser concedes the war, except by Rhea. Uh, Lillian helps Lena build a device capable of dispersing lead, which is lethal to Daxamites, including Monel. But with the approval of Monel, Kara tells the DEO to use this device if she loses. During the duel, Rhea resumes the invasion, and John wakes up and joins the battle. Magan also returns uh, with other white Martians who engage in Daxmites and help fight. With Rhea claiming that she will not stop the invasion even if she loses, Kara is forced to launch the device Lena has made, killing Rhea and the forces to fleet. Uh, before Monel can die, though, Kara boards him in a pod and sends him away from Earth. Kat resumes her position at Katko. Alex surprisingly asks Maggie to marry her. Um, in deep space, we see Monel's pod drawn into a wormhole. And then, lastly, to cap off the season in a flashback, the destruction of Krypton, an unknown faction sends another infant to the Earth in order to reign. All right. Thank you for that summary. I love how the only people who left Krypton were infants. Well, that's not true. Kara was a teenager, I guess. Okay, so it wasn't just oh, infants. Yeah. Infants and Kara. Yeah. Um, in the chat, before we get into it, uh, Sci-Fi Pulse says, God really hated how Superman was treated in that show. I have so much to say about that, sir. Uh, we'll get to that. And um, <laughs> Raisa says, Raisa, see Elizabeth Warren Congress for the Supergirl title. All right, thank you, Raisa. I appreciate that. I do not follow Congress very closely, so that's why I didn't know. Uh, and then bro ties are cool. So that sounds like Batman v Superman plot. And Dezel says morning all because he is watching from Australia. So thank you, sir, for watching. Good morning. Wow. Good morning, sir. Yes. This is a good support of us. All right. Uh, so much to talk about. In the show. <laughs> First, can I say the one thing I did predict, I think three weeks ago on the show, I said I expected either Alex or Maggie to propose to each other. And it actually fucking happened. I was like, holy shit, I called it. I did not believe you. I did not think that was going to happen. I know. You thought I was nuts. You're like, eh, Jeff doesn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I guess I need to listen to you more often now. Oh, thank you. At least, well, somebody will be now. One person. 
Yeah, so I was I thought it was cool actually. I thought because I could see that happen, and I'm just glad that they didn't get because it was either that or they're gonna break them up, and I didn't want them to break them up because <laughs> it's the best part about that show, in my opinion, is their relationship. So Maggie well, hasn't said yes yet, but she smiled. But Come on. But I mean, the funny part is though is that Maggie Sawyer was only supposed to be on for a season, and uh, was it Florina? Florina? Floriana um, just, Lima. Yeah. Floriana Lima just said that she's coming back for season three, but only as recurring. She turned down her series regular role to pursue other opportunities. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they offered her to be a regular? Yeah, to come back as series regular again, but she said she's only coming back as recurring. Huh. But the list, the list of number of episodes she's coming back in is still unknown until they figure it out. That's interesting. So, oh, that's the, so let's so, hope she can't find another job. Ah, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously she'd do whatever she wants. But I mean, I don't know. I, I really like that character. I think they're it's really good together, those two. Yeah, she is. And she's very talented. Great she's a super talented actress. Like, I've been really impressed by her range this season. It'd be great if they either crank up, focus on the on her police force or they have her join the D DEO. Yeah. DEO. Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of cool. All right. Well, what do you, I got a lot to talk about. What do you guys want? <laughs> Daniel, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, Daniel, you're frozen again. No, I can hear you. Okay. I said, what you, why don't you go first? What would you like to either, either liked or you didn't like or, um, you know, it looked so cool and the hype was so good, but I just think it was, uh, it started out really cool and then I think it just slowly declined and then I'm just, uh, I just, I'm not sure. I think the whole mon thing is really bothersome to me and I think if you're just going to send him off, just send him off instead of making a cliffhanger for him. Uh, I don't know. I just... I felt like it was kind of a letdown and I'm kind of, you know, cause they said they poured all their money into it and it's going to be like the most amazing episode of Supergirl you've ever seen. And they saved all their money. And I felt like I was looking around at the end, like, where's the money? Saves Where, all their money. <laughs> that just, I don't know why I find that so amusing. Just like when they're doing the show, like, all right guys, we gotta, we gotta put all your pennies in this jar. We gotta save more money for the finale. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I mean, there was some cool stuff, like the battle between Rhea and Supergirl was kind of cool, but um, it seemed too easy at times, and then it seems like it was cut short pretty early, and it just, it seemed like it was too much being fit into a jar and trying to close the lid. Mm. Oh, nice analogy. Uh, in the chat, uh, Dazzle says, I'm super bummed about the caramel ending. I asked him what caramel is, and he says, Cara plus Monel means caramel. I haven't heard that before. I like that. That's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so he, he was bummed about that. Uh, oh, Carrie Johnson says, no one has ever happily married in these shows, so the Maggie Alexing won't happen. You probably are right, Carrie, unfortunately. I'm be bummed about that. And then Sci-Fi Paul says, uh, Maggie might get a job on Arrow, given that half the cast looks like it might have died on Lee and you. We'll get to that later. later <laughs> uh, Brotizer Cool says, I haven't kept up, kept up with any of these shows. I watched Arrow up to season three, but lost interest. I want to get back into it, but don't know where to start. Uh, well, sir, number one, I'm going to tell you, just go watch Flash if you're going to pick one, because that's by far the best, in my opinion. Yes. Um, and uh, like, I think all of us actually would probably say that on this show. And yep. uh, But for Arrow, I would just say skip season four. You're not going to miss oh, yeah. anything. And just go right to season five, which is much better than which is getting back on track now, I feel. Uh, particularly on these last parts of this, the last half of the season. 
Um, that'd be my suggestion. Well, here, why don't we talk? I guess let's talk about they brought it up in the chat, and you just did too, Danielle, too, about the Monel thing at the end. Where for, for, so for, I will say that mm -hmm. choice that they had her make was a good dramatic conflict thing to have. Like either I have to save everybody on Earth or Monel, the, the guy I love. So that's good. That was I'm fine with that. Uh, she made the right choice, right? Um, and then mm -hmm. Monel had to go off. Now, I mean, the way I took it, well, first off, it looked like he went in some kind of like wormhole or something, right? That he did not expect to happen. Um, I'm assuming he's going to come back at some point. I mean, they set it up at least that way to me that they're going to bring him back. I have no idea it's when. It's obviously the prophets from uh, Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, you're our new emissary. <laughs> <laughs> Crossover. <laughs> Imagine he runs into Cisco, Captain Cisco in there. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. Bring, bring every Brooks to the show, man. <laughs> well, you know what that is, right? Probably a boom tube. No. Oh well, that's a possibility think. too. But I think what you... it's probably it has to do with the Legion of Superheroes. Oh, you mm. think he's going to the future, the year three thousand? Probably, yeah. Oh no, are they sending him to Legends? Oh, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's God. what. Uh, <laughs> That would be my guess. And they did hint about the Legion before with the rain. So, but oh, I, I guess think my, the act Sorry, in the chat, Kerry agrees with you. He says, we better get Legion of Superheroes next season or the Monel Cliffhanger fizzles. So yeah. he's with you. I, I, think, uh, I think that's going to happen. I'm pretty sure the actor said he's going to be back. And they're dating in real life, so I highly doubt they just he's going to be gone. Right. Uh, in the chat also, Dazzle says, Supergirl's my favorite of all the series. And he also says, I would watch the Cisco Monel series. He's a big Deep Space Nine <laughs> fan as well. Right. Which is my favorite. Be awesome. <laughs> that would actually be pretty good comedy, I think. Monel's the comic relief, you know. He joins Starfleet. He's kind of a goofy cadet. Yeah. That'd be a great race to have on your team. You know, like just destroy starships by, with his hands. That'd be great. Unless, and, right, and as long as they shoot lasers at him, there, he's fine, phasers, but if they shoot lead at him, he's in trouble. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, go ahead, Marks. And do you guys know what the theory is about the baby? Uh, the one we see at the very end? I do not act. Oh, wait. It's, well, I have a theory. It's the guy I can never think of his name, which is annoying me, who kills Superman. But oh, who is his What? You're thinking of Doomsday? Yeah. Is it supposed to be Doomsday? Uh... Sort of, kind of. It's There's a, a character called Rain, and she's sort of like, she's one of the world killers, which were created by Kryptonians. Kryptonians is like a, like a super weapon. And I don't know if they've ever directly said officially, but a lot of people think that Doomsday is is one of those world killers. And, and um, for some reason they got separated. But, but Rain is... Super powerful, world killer, Kryptonian creature. Well, didn't they say at the very end that they sent it to reign the world? Like that was the last sentence. Yeah. Oh, so all right, well, there you go. Oh, uh, yes, you just nailed it, I guess. And they look like some kind of death cult or something. They look yeah. pretty, look really friendly. Mark. In the chat, <laughs> super friendly. <laughs> uh, bro ties. Says Superman is dead? Question mark. Uh, no, not in Supergirl. He's very much alive. In the movie Batman v Superman, he supposedly died. But don't worry, he's coming back in Justice League. Uh, yep. And Carrie says, I think they're casting for the Rain character. 
And uh, let's see here, what have we got? Lister's mate says, when are they ever going to let Monel find out that his mom was really the one who killed his dad? Probably never at this point since his mom's dead. No, they didn't. He knows. Oh, did they? Did they say it in the episode? Yeah, he said it near uh, at the end when she's asked him to save her or something, and he's like, "Oh, like you saved my dad," and blah blah blah. Really? Oh, I don't yeah, I'm pretty sure at some point she said that he she killed him. Confirm that in the chat, yeah. folks. I have no memory of that. I think it was it was right before she died. Uh, that's another thing. I, so that didn't make sense to me. That her dust. Yeah, what was up with that? Well, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> the fact that all of these like piss peon troopers, like the red shirts, basically. Uh, I'll get beamed up to the ship, but they don't go save their queen. <laughs> they just let her crumble. <laughs> it's like the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> like so ridiculous. It, they lost her uh, transponder signal because of interference from the krypto kryptonite blood. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Totally that makes sense. <laughs> I, what happened uh, to her, like, right-hand man? I know Superman, like, kicked him out of the window, but was that just the end of him? I guess you can just die from falling out a window? Uh, I don't, he's probably not dead, but that was the last we saw of him. It was like, yeah, Superman beat him, that's it. Who cares? In the chat, Reyes confirms, yes, right before she died, Reyes says is when uh, she, he found out about uh, her killing the dad. So you're right, Marks, good job. Like a gold star, gold star. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the fight between uh, Raya and Supergirl, and also the first fight between Superman and Supergirl. I think they actually did a good job. I mean, they were pretty epic. They're pretty well staged. I felt. Yeah, yeah. No, that was cool. Even like the water and everything. That was a nice touch and explosions behind them. I mean, it was like Transformers going on over there, but it was still cool. <laughs> Michael Bay directed that particular scene. <laughs> Oh, you're right. They put some slow mo in. It was good. I thought the explosions were a bit much. They're all like, they were all like synchronized with each strong punch. Somehow, each strong punch they landed caused explosions behind them. <laughs> they're they're quasi tectonic like shifts in the earth. <laughs> I don't know. I I I still didn't quite. I just I just don't buy that she was able to beat Superman. It's just I just. Just because he's more experienced, like he's just been at this for like two years, he's been at it for a long time. I don't know. Well, he just sucks, it, man. Don't they say <laughs> in the comics that she is stronger than Superman? Though is not in the comics. I have heard something about that. Yeah, I'm not sure. They they really they really took their time in that episode to like keep saying like I don't know how many times he looked at her and said no she beat me it was fair and square. Uh, and that's my they biggest. They said it a few times throughout yeah, the that's... episode. That's that's probably my biggest comments. First off, let me see though. Dezel says it was nice to see a fight scene where they weren't just flying at each other constantly. That's true. It was this is, I think was much more exciting than right just flying around smashing the buildings, like in yeah. Superman uh, Man of Steel. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they and they weren't killing uh, innocent people at least either. <laughs> okay, so here's here's my biggest problem with this episode. Well, I sort of a problem, sort of not a problem. I, I, t I said this last week. Again, let me say right off the bat, I am 100% behind having an awesome, kick-ass female characters and, and that women are as good and not better than men. All right, 100% behind that. I, I always write female protagonists in my own stories. What I'm not 100% behind is the extremely heavy-handed manner they did it in this episode and what I felt they did this whole season of Supergirl. Like, you're right, Danielle. They, 
they do such a big deal about saying that she is stronger than him. Like he says, like, I was at my full strength. I could feel I was not weakened. You're obviously stronger than me. And then he says it again later. Right. And then yeah. like, okay, guy, it's like, for me, they did such an, they were so focused on making that so on the nose. They might as well put a neon sign in the background saying Supergirl is stronger than Superman. I just had it in every scene. Like, <laughs> I, I get it, guys. Like, okay. Like, there's only, so there's two reasons. Besides that reason, I think they also did it because they wanted to have, say, she's the one who's going to represent Earth and fight Rhea because she beat Superman. But for me, I don't, I didn't need her to be Superman. I think she should have been the one to do it because she's been the one dealing with Rhea the whole time. Like, that's her enemy, basically. She yeah. has, she's already earned the right to, like, I don't need you to just be Superman to do that. I wanted the, the fight to be a draw, to be honest with you. Like, the, for me, that would have been cool. Like, they're both so powered, they just kind of duel to a draw, more or less, right? Or they knock each other out, kind of, whatever. But whatever. Let's, the thing is, like, I just wish they, even if they had, she lost, fine, but can you just do it? I just wish they did it more subtly, right? They're so, so on the nose all the time about this. And it just, again, like we said last week, like, I just, I think you, they would get their message across much better if they did it more subtly. Like, I always feel that's stronger as a writer. I'm not saying it's easy. I struggle with it myself, but I feel it's stronger. Now, the thing that's funny, though, is I think they were so focused on that that they've actually portrayed Superman much better than Supergirl in this show, in this one episode. Like, in this episode, Superman comes across as very humble. He has no problem letting someone else take the lead and be the hero and taking the back seat. And he cares about his cousin and friends and wants to do what's right and save the Earth. Like, they portray Superman in this episode as the hero I want Superman to be and expect, that he's the best of all of us, of all the heroes, right? And that's not the way they portrayed Supergirl this season. She's arrogant. She doesn't want anybody else to be a hero. She's the only one she thinks who should be this. And, like, and she's not someone, like, she's not the hero National City deserves Superman is the way they portrayed them in this episode, I think. And that's a problem because Supergirl is supposed to be the one that I want to love in the show like I did first season. And as we've talked about this whole season, I think she's not the one I like this season. I like everybody else in the show, all the supporting characters. And so like, they've been so focused on making her the strongest one. I actually think they did the reverse of what they intended to do, at least for me. They actually made Superman look way better uh, and, not, and her not so good. Well, I think, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I, I totally agree with that. And I think, a lot of her problem has been Monel this season of, you know, having to deal with that and be, you know, I don't want you to be a superhero. And then when she is with him, she became super just reckless and weird and her character just shifted all over the place. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do this season. If she can team up with, with guardian now and fight the city, you know, with a flash, like the team um, and really who she can become now without Monel. Yeah. Well, Mark, I think, like I, I said once before, like um, I felt like in season one, kind of the character flaw that she had to overcome was that she, her lack of confidence that she could be as good as her cousin and that she could be her own superhero. And then she overcame that. And I felt like in season two, they kind of introduced the flaw of her being overconfident that she's, you know, all, you know, a little overconfident about how powerful she is now and stuff. And, I've, and they, they, they kind of brought it up a couple of times. So I know the writers knew they were kind of doing it. So I assume that they would kind of uh, end that arc at some point in this in this valley and that they still didn't touch on it whatsoever. And so that was disappointing. 
You're right. They did. That's the problem. They didn't. It's okay if it was the flaw, if it got kind of she started to overcome the flaw, right? Or overcame the flaw yeah. by the end, but she didn't. Maybe she'll be more cocky now. She's like, I took out Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, they're so focused on like strength, like pure physical strength equals better and hero. And for me, no, like that's not what makes you a great hero. It's all the stuff within you, which again, I actually think they portrayed, I actually think they're doing a great job portraying Superman and Tyler Hochulin, right? Is that his name? Is doing a great job yeah. act, acting as it. Like, again, that's actually who I think Superman should be, which is ridiculous that they do such a better job of him in one episode than they could do the entire season with her. Well, it's easier of a guest star, you know, he can be yeah. real good for an episode, come in and out. But, uh, but yeah. I didn't quite buy the fight just because of experience. And then and if it is because she has more raw power because of her age as a Kryptonian coming to Earth and that has given her an advantage from raw power, then I would like them to bring that up, you know, and, and say that that's, that's part of it too. Not, uh, not Carrie, that he's a fighter, but if he's supposed to have been this experienced hero who's been around for quite a few years, he should be able to fight, right. fight well. Carrie's point is she is stronger, but not better tactician combatant at this point. Um, Okay. Because this is Superman that's gone to War World, fought Lex Luthor, fought Zod. I thought he was going to try to kill her because, you know, he's done that in the past, killed Zod, one of the few villains mm -hmm. he's ever went lethal with. <clears throat> it's kind of it's like this. You're not, you don't expect Dick Grayson, when he became Robin, to take out Batman, right? Mm -hmm. Like, no way would that ever happen. Batman's going to kick his fucking ass. Um, after years and years of being Nightwing... I can see maybe going toe to toe with Batman of training. Um, and it's maybe a little different because Batman, well, I don't know. Because, ba yes, Batman is supposed to be a little the best, right? If, at what he does and all that stuff. And, and again, I see these two as more equals. But I mean, I think the experience thing is, is appropriate. If Kara had come to Earth first, like, or, right, and she had all this experience fighting, I would expect her to beat Superman, no problem, because she had the tactical and experience advantage. So, I mean, it's a, it's a valid point, Marks. I think you're making it. Other people in the chat are making it. Yeah, yes. But, um, oh, well. <laughs> Again, so, I'm, not, I'm not really, that didn't really bother me that much. It's like, her show. Like, Whenever the, yeah. she's on Superman show, Superman will win. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with her winning so much. Again, I just, I wish they would be more subtle about <laughs> about the message you're trying to get across. Right yeah, I mean, they could have they, done it without dialogue. I mean, it, it could have been him waking up from silver kryptonite or whatever and realizing you know just with a look that she beat him that's all they needed yeah i yeah. think what by the way race race in the chat actually says she feels the whole show has been heavy-handed not just about this issue but the whole show which is probably oh, yeah. why i haven't i've been having problems you know totally getting behind it um the, uh, I think they did, you know, I, did, I think they did that actually, because I actually think they were trying to anticipate a lot of fans saying, how, oh my God, how dare Supergirl beat Superman? That's ridiculous, you know, and getting up all in arms about it. By the way, which we're not doing. We're not getting up in arms about it at all. Um, the, uh, so I think they were trying to put in saying like, oh, here's the reason, guys, because she's like, we're they were trying to almost explain it away so people didn't give them such a hard time. But I actually think that was just worse. <laughs> they did that. And I, I agree with you. I think they should have just said nothing. Yeah, the whole this whole season has been very like no subtext on anything. It's like women strong. Did you get it? You get our point. Women are strong. 
because you didn't realize women are strong. It's like, okay, you don't have to actually say it every time. It's great. <laughs> women are strong. Uh, like we were yes. talking about, like, like Jennifer Garner's character in Alias, she kicks ass. Yeah. She didn't go around saying that. She just did it. Like, I just saw her being awesome and, and cool and kicking ass, and, and that's all I needed. Yeah. And everybody respected her. That's the that's one part of the problem. You know, they've been a little heavy handed on their on their stuff in general, and it makes it less believable. And oddly enough, so. Oh, so Terry has an interesting uh, question here, and raises a good point. Uh, so, getting to the end of the episode, when Cara said all her friends were happy in relationships, how do you think James felt? Oh. I don't, you know what, he's been really trying to find himself. And I think, I think that episode he had with the little boy and helping him, I think that kind of helped him, I guess, feel less alone. And I think he has a team. So he has Wynn and, uh, God, what's her name? Lyra. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he's not feeling as alone. And I don't think he really needs to be in a relationship to feel like he's, you know, needs somebody. I think he's just happy fighting crime and feeling like he can help in a way. And I think that's been his problem since season one is instead of being the best friend of Superman, he wanted to be his own hero. And I think he achieved that this season. So I think that's where he's going to end up next season is trying to be there for Kara again, but also, you know, settling in his role as guardian. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like he's kind of completely moved past Kara romantically at this point. Um, and I was surprised, though, they didn't have him as Guardian in this episode at all. Like, there's a big war going on. Why is he just hanging out at the... <laughs> at That's the, true. At Kako. <laughs> well, well, no, that was funny. He did show up as Guardian for, like, two seconds. And then Kat was like, oh, hello, James. And she's like, what? No, I'm Guardian. And she's like, oh, please, that slit. I, I can see your eyes. Well, that was the end of... That was the last episode, right? Last oh, was week's... that last episode? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And she said, "Go get him." She just, he... and she said, "Go get him, Supergirl." Whenever uh, Kara left, so again, she right. that... which is that not surprising to me that she knows, you know, that she figured it out. Obviously, she kind of did before, and then they tricked her again yeah. with Marsha. Man. I, I think, it's, I think, like I, said, I think, we're saying last week she would have known, right? So I'm glad they just established that she knows. Which brings up, how does Lena not realize yet who Supergirl is? Especially like the whole Monel connection. It's kind of weird. Yeah, they. You know what? They hinted because. I think it was the mom that said, you know, she's going to find out and she's going to resent you for that. And I thought that that was going to be a cliffhanger because I think it was a couple weeks back that we all thought that Lena and Kara were going to be, you know, enemies next season. And they were really going to look into that for next season since she's a series regular now, Lena. Um, so, I, you know what, I think there was just too much going on and they really wanted to get the new villain out there. So I think that's definitely something that's going to be saved for... Uh, probably the second half of next season. All right. Let me show some stuff in the chat. Uh, uh, Raisa says, love Kat, Dezels. Kat is fantastic. And Dezels thinks, I've always assumed Kat knew even though, since they, quote, tricked her. Um, a lot of fans for Kat. And the chat, Sci-Fi Pulse also, uh, since we're talking about uh, like awesome women characters, he mentioned some other fantastic ones from movies and shows. Uh, Ripley and Alien, Seven of Nine from Voyager, and Sarah Connor from Terminator. I was actually, you know what? I was watching the end of Terminator 2. It was on like Spike or something last night, or whatever they call it now. Uh, she actually, I think, is my all-time favorite, maybe. Probably female 
character. Like, dude, it, oh my gosh, she's so fucking badass in that movie, Terminator 2. <laughs> like at the end, and she's like pumping that shotgun and like blasting the the two one thousand. Oh, she rocks. <laughs> yep. Uh, I did like to see Martian Martian girl again and kind of touching on that storyline again a little bit with the white Martians. It was nice. I mean, it was a little crowded, but it was nice to at least see her again before the season was over. Yeah. Is is Cat back next season? Is she going to stay back as Cat Go? That's what it seemed like. Do we know? There's been talks about trying to bring her back or be. The whole point was when they moved to Vancouver, she didn't want to film there. Like she didn't want to be away from yeah. her family. She didn't want to leave LA. But it looked like at the end of this season, it looked like she was settling back in. Like, I'm taking back over. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything yet. I mean, uh, it's all pretty much been about Maggie right now. But it seems like she's coming back full time for for season three, and unless anything said otherwise. Uh, all right. Well, people like Dazzle and stuff says, "Hope she's back." All right. So people want to see some more cat. Oh, and is it just me, or is it kind of weird logic that they use this Luther bomb with the lead, like inside a room? Or they didn't even open the windows and like it's gonna I'm just scared. You know, right. it's like that's gotta be unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Like she actually has like a balcony, I think, right outside her office, doesn't she? Couldn't yeah, she, like, walk out there. Move it outside. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> oh, can I say though, because I do I love Lena, it's character. Um you realize that Supergirl actually did not save the world. Lena Luther did. Lena Luther is a savior of Earth. Well, according to Cadmus it was them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well, fuck that. Uh, Lena Luther, <laughs> Lena Luther created that thing, man. She is the genius who created it. Supergirl pressed the fucking button, which anybody could have done. Like, I, I get the reason why because it put the the choice in her, which was you know dramatic. But Lena's the savior. But I guess Supergirl's gonna get all the credit for it. Which True. I think that that will probably be something that uh, Lena will resent from her mm, later on if that. they ever are if they right. are enemies later on. Like, ah, it's always super go, you guys praise, and I really did all the work. Now I understand my brother. Ah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like those kryptonites are so arrogant, Kryptonians. <laughs> oh, actually, we got a, uh, so BRCH2, which actually is a brand of somebody who helped me out a lot with Super Knocked Up. He's watching for the first time. Welcome, sir. I'm glad you watched it. All right. I'm just looking at the chat here. All right. Any else things you guys want to add about Supergirl? In case you didn't know, Silver Kryptonite is in the comic books. It was first back in 1963. All right, cool. Uh, Carrie mentioned the chat, but Lena was also the reason for the invasion. All right, that's a good point. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I, I guess it was all like, it was her duty <laughs> to fix that. She didn't deliberately do it, though. She just, well, basically because her mother was so terrible, you know, she just so desperately wanted a nice mother figure. So ultimately, it's her mom's fault. <laughs> By the way, I, I love Brenda Strong, though, man, and that Lillian. She's so good. Like, I want to see more Brenda Strong next season. Well, uh, she's in Fear the Walking Dead, too, and she was really good in that. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's great. Uh, who's she in Walking, Fear the Walking Dead, or is that, like, a newer, the new season? Uh, yeah, it was the second season. Uh, she was, like, the mother who lost her daughter uh, to the virus, and then uh, she was just killing people left and right. She's just, she's crazy, and that season, but she's really good. She's, she's Brenda Strong. She's strong. 
in the chat, Sci-Fi Pulse wants to know, couldn't they just stab Ray with a pencil because it's lead? But other people are saying they don't think necessarily there's actually lead. Maybe it's carbon in pencils now or something. I don't know. Yeah, they could have shot her. Sniper. <laughs> right. Her. Punisher would have solved this whole thing. Mm-hmm. There is that <laughs> uh, What was it? I don't know. Oh, is there any... I think you mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Marks, or last week, about... There was really no explanation why they she couldn't have just used a silver kryptonite on Kara, right? Why she used it on Superman and not Supergirl? No, not really. It's so elaborate. Like, why would you use it on Superman and have them fight if you want to take out Supergirl? Just use it on both of them. <laughs> like, I don't know. Or or reuse it again too. I mean, why? It's not yeah. one shot deal. Like, maybe she sold tickets to like the greatest showdown in the universe: Superman versus <laughs> Supergirl. Get your tickets now. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta make some money, right? right? Yeah, exactly. she's funding her new new Dax, Dax Empire. <laughs> like Dax Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. Well, Terry Hatcher was a great villain. I have to say, she's the best villain so far they've had. Her character. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll have two seasons, right? <laughs> well, sure. And I thought it was interesting to see Zod, and I hope maybe that means we'll see Zod again later. I really hope we see Lex Luthor at some point. Yeah. Although I'm I'm curious to see who they're going to cast as Lex Luthor. That would be yeah, interesting. Uh, by the way, the guy who was doing Zod, I think he was very good, right? Who they had in this episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming they're going to keep using him. I would think. I would think so. Yeah. I thought he was quite good. Um, I wonder where Zod is at. Like, I mean, there's a lot we don't know, like what Superman's done or not done. So I'm kind of curious where he left off with Zod. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is that we're gonna do some ratings now for Supergirl? Yep. All right, so guys, we do this out of a five star system, but we have a distinct thing for each show. So it's capes for Supergirl. So it's a maximum of five capes we can give each episode. So for the season finale of Supergirl, Danielle, what do you give it? Uh, I would give it probably three capes. It was kind of a letdown for me. So hopefully next season they really make it up. And please don't save their pennies for this one because <laughs> it did not work. Just, just spread out the pennies throughout the whole season. Yes, <laughs> spread out the money <laughs> evenly. Marks, what do you give it? Um, I'm going to be nice and give it three and a half capes. Just because mm. I like explosions. <laughs> hey, I thought you didn't like the explosions. <laughs> no, I liked seeing all the different characters fight. I liked the Zod nod and all that stuff. It just it was just pulled down by being a little too on the nose writing and the logic gaps. But but uh, you know it was better than some of the other episodes. All right, uh, I was almost gonna give it a three. I think I'll be not quite as nice, Mark, since you went above. I'll go below. I'll give it two and a half capes. Again, just, right. yeah, just, again, they got to, I really, please just, please try to be a little, use some more subtext next season. And also, for the love of God, you got to do something with Kara, and she's not so arrogant. Because you can't, I, I can't keep watching the show where I don't like the main character. Well, I can, but it's really hard. Yeah. It's... I really don't want to like Kara, because I loved her first season. And I, Melissa Benoist is great. I think she's, she's really talented. It's, it's not delicate. It's nothing on her what she's doing. No, it's a delicate balance. They gotta. I, w- I, w- I kind of would love to see it someday. Is 
since they've not made suggestions that Batman exists, I hope that maybe they bend the rules a little bit and they let like Batgirl girl or Batwoman exist and they have that character appear on the show and have that relationship happen. I think that would be really cool. I, oh, totally cool, that man. And if they had Batwoman, uh, Batwoman's a lesbian. Uh, so if Maggie doesn't break up with Alex, then Alex can date Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> That could happen, yes. <laughs> Although I wanted to be with Maggie. I'm just afraid they're going to mess up. They're going to do something. Yeah, I don't know. They're just All too right. happy. You can't have that on TV. It's, right. It's just too good of a relationship. So, how, oh, my God. How, how dare we have a really awesome relationship? <laughs> yeah, no, something bad's going to happen in season three. I can already feel it. Uh, just really one time. Just let one relationship be good. The other ones can be messed up. Just let one... Well, especially if we find the news that she got a series regular part on something else, then she's definitely going to be saying goodbye. Mm. Uh, so we got a lot of ratings in the chat. They're all over the place. Raysa, 3.5. Sci-Fi Pulse, 1. Ooch. Ooch. Uh, yeah. Dezels, 4. Carrie mm. Johnson, 3. Dezels, 5 if they didn't destroy Caramel. Okay. <laughs> so, well, so he really loved it, almost. And listeners make 4.75. All right. So a lot of different oh, ratings all over the place. Yeah. Uh, One's okay. pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh. What did I wait? Yeah. Didn't I give it a? I gave didn't I give Supergirl a one or one and a half recently? One and a half, I think. Right? I, was it? I know you did for Legends. Oh. I don't know about Supergirl. Oh, because I think you said it recently. You've give I've given Legends a higher rating than. than oh, no, it's true. Yeah, recently. Yeah. I don't think it was a one. Maybe it was one and a half. <laughs> I think it was like a couple. I don't know. All right, that's Supergirl. Uh, Unfortunately, Danielle actually has to be flying out of here herself, just like Supergirl, right? I do. I got I to gotta super fly out of here. She has Your to, best uh, up, up, and away impersonation. Yeah. Right. She has to... Uh, Bye. I will be at, I'll be at Fanime Con tomorrow doing a panel with Francis, actually, so... Awesome. Oh, God. Well, he's probably going to ruin okay. it. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We're very sorry for you. <laughs> no that'll be super fun what's the panel on uh it's going to be uh, mental health escaping uh through pop culture using um escaping mental health using pop culture is what awesome. we are doing which uh and why don't you give some links out because uh, you guys do obviously that stuff and other things you do yes that's um my podcast no ordinary nerd um uses that as well escaping mental health through pop culture uh, so you can find us on Twitter at no underscore ordinary nerd. And you can also find me on my website, angstynerd.com. And also on Twitter at angsty underscore nerd, where I do all mental health and pop culture. Right. Awesome. Please check those out, folks. There's some awesome stuff. And if you're at Fanime Expo, is that what it's called? Yeah, Fan Anime Expo. This is the first anime convention I'm going to, so it should be interesting. Is it in your Bay Area where you are? Yeah, it'll be in uh, San Jose, San Jose Convention Center. Oh, sweet. All right, folks, if you're in that area, go check them out. Uh, and then you can talk even more about the show's season finales with Danielle and, and Francis, too, because he, he's been on our show. He loves them. Yeah. All, right, All right, cool. Uh, thank you so much, Danielle, for an awesome first season. And uh, you can see Danielle back, uh, I'm sure, next season when, we, when they start up again, all these shows. We'll be back talking about all that stuff. Yes, I will be back. And I'll be at Comic-Con with you guys. So. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, we get to meet Danielle in person. Oh, my God. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'll I think we should all cosplay. What will, you, what will you have? I'll have a gallon of milk for Jeff. Oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You'll be my favorite person at the entire convention. I think we should all cosplay. I'll what should we cosplay? We in, the chat, in the chat. Tell us what we should we cosplay in the chat, folks. 
I'll be speedy. Yes. Oh, that's a great. Oh my God, that's great. Great idea. Yeah, be speedy. <laughs> Wait, should Jeff we all do like an arrow thing then? Jeff will be Patty Spivet. <laughs> I, I I love Patty Spivet so much. I will cosplay Patty Spivet. Put a sign on your, on your back. Hot pursuit. Yeah, that's hot pursuit. <laughs> and then, Marks, you could be Kid Flash. Or Jesse Aww. Quick. Aww. You'd rather be All Jesse right. Quick. Sure. All right. Uh, Bye, Daniel. I'll catch you guys later. Bye. All right. Bye. I'd rather be Jesse Quick, too. I agree. Jesse Quick's awesome. All right. And now, Ian, great time. Ian joins us from <laughs> Sci-Fi Pulse. Says he's going to take the place of Danielle. What's up, sir? I'm good. Unfortunately, I'm not as pretty as Danielle. So you're going to have to put up with this. Help me book. Well, we think you're very pretty still. Okay, I'm just going to start preening my hair now. And <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, and I think uh, Tara, who listened to Super Geeked Up a lot, just joined us, but she's under an alias of Manuel Rodriguez because like, something happened with her YouTube or something, she says. Uh, thank you for watching. And Carrie Johnson says we should cosplay Speedy, Hopper Suit, and a boxing arrow. So, Mark, you have to be the boxing glove arrow. <laughs> That'd be great if you were a huge boxing lover and you just run around like ramming into people. Like, <laughs> yeah, we like, we like pretending to shoot you out of a giant bow and arrow. <laughs> That'd be pretty I'm funny. bringing special effects people. Here we go. Oh my God. Amazing. Millennium Falcon. That'd be great though, Mark. We could just, we could make our way through crowds because as your boxing lover, you would just go through and they would part for you and we'd right. go to the head of the line. Great. <laughs> Keep All your right, ideas Mark. coming. The yeah, keep those great ideas coming. Uh, Tara in the chat says, hi, everyone. Very cool uh, finales. All right, cool. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for watching live. Really appreciate it in all your chats. And if you're watching the post, of course, that is great as well. Uh, all right, we got two more shows to talk about Flash and Arrow. We're going to do Flash right now. And uh, uh, Marks is going to sum up this one for us. All righty. So this episode was, of course, episode 23 of season three, the finale called Finish Line, written by Aaron... Helbing and Todd Helbing, who are staff writers from for the show, and also thought it was kind of cool they write for Spartacus and Mortal Kombat Legacy because we got a lot of Spartacus actors popping up on the other CW shows. Anyway, uh, so when we when we last left off with the previous episode, we saw Iris seemingly meeting her fate by being impaled by Savitar. At the start of this episode, we it's revealed that actually HR swapped places with Iris, and he's the one who actually dies. We so-called that one last week. What's that? We so-called that one last week that it was HR with the hologram we, thing. We did all say that. It was very possible. So, um, And forced back into forced into his backup plan to save himself from a paradox, Savitar kidnaps Cisco, forces him to rebuild the speed bazooka into an interdimen interdimensional quantum splicer so that Savitar can create fragments of himself to be dispersed throughout time protecting himself from the paradox and becoming the god he wants to be. Uh, Barry takes Snart's advice from the previous episode, uh, trying to be you know, the hero, and uh, tries to convince Savitar that he can be saved. Savitar returns to Star Labs, looks like just might end up working, but not so much, and he turns on them, destroys the lab with the Philosopher's Stone, and he then orders Caitlyn to kill Sisko, but Gypsy uh, vibes in and saves him. Uh, so Savitar and Caitlin open up a portal in a speed force, uh, expecting Black Flash to pop up. Killer Frost uses her powers, freeze powers to stop him. And then Savitar tries to execute his plan by using the modified speed bazooka. 
but learns that Cisco actually modified it into a skeleton key to free Jay from the Speed Force prison. So then we get a big old showdown with Barry Wally and Jay fighting Savitar while Cisco and Gypsy face off against Caitlin. Cisco convinces Caitlin to become good again. Barry phases through and destroys Savitar's suit before um, and before Savitar gets revenge, he's shot by Iris, dying and then deleting from existence. Um, and as Team Flash mourns HR's death, Caitlin decides not to use Julian's cure. She leaves the team to try to find herself. And then we get this massive storm, perhaps a speed storm, which appears over Central City, created by the empty Speed Force prison, which has become unstable. And Barry accepts his punishment for creating Flashpoint and enters the Speed Force prison himself, trusting Central City to Wally and the rest of the team. All right. Good summary. Even yeah. though I was away from most of it, but I'm sure it was fantastic because it was great. <laughs> well, I was, I was just saying that we uh, we so caught the uh, the HR thing with the hologram pretending to be Caitlin. We we actually we all said that last week. We did. Yeah, people in the chat called it, man. I called the HR hologram. That was amazing. You guys called it. Yeah, the only yeah, trick maybe, was how they would swap places, but they explained it pretty well. Maybe we should actually sort of get these people in the chat room writing for the Flash. Well, I think a lot of people would love I, I know I would love to. I bet they would love to write for the Flash. But then again, maybe they needed more in Supergirl. Yeah, but I think more in Legends of Supergirl is where they're needed. Yeah, Legends of Supergirl needs it more. <laughs> I actually, I actually think the Flash writers are some of the best on TV. I think they're amazing, to be honest with you. <laughs> By the way, who did did the Helpings do this episode? Did you say write, wrote this? Was it Todd and Aaron Helping? And they used to do Spartacus, which was interesting because we yes. had a lot of Spartacus. See, like, I, actually, I, I, over I, on Enro. Yeah, I followed the Helpings for a while. Uh, I, they're amazing. They're awesome. I think I, I think they may be even the, are they the showrunners on Flash now? I almost want to say, I, I think they are. Um, I think they're staff writers. I'm not sure they're showrunners. No, no they're executive producers. Um, it could be. Okay. I know they are because they were also the ones that came on the panel at San Diego Comic-Con, the only producers. I actually think they're kind of like the main ones on Flash now. It makes sense since they wrote the finale. So usually, usually yeah. doing the top um, But they're great. And by the way, you know what? You see you see multiple Spartacus actors on these shows like Arrow and, and all these shows. Like, So that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Some really good ones, like Slade, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, and Nyssa and Captain Boomerang, they're all from Spartacus. Yep. Yeah, Spartacus was just awesome, though. He was sort of like such a well-written show. Uh, in the chat, by the way, Dezel says he's working on a Squirrel Girl costume, which I said I would love to see De Dezel's in a Squirrel Girl costume. That'd be funny. Um, so so with this thing, I um, what do you guys think about H.R. Dine? Uh, boo, because HR was amazing and he was so funny and I loved him. Um, the only reason I'm okay with this, well, first off, it's a very noble gesture what he did, obviously. So it's an, actually, it's a good death, unlike some other deaths we see in, in movies and shows, which I just play, oh, that's terrible. Um, the Here's why I'm okay, because it seems like uh, Harrison Wells from Earth 2 is going to be back, at least hanging around. That's what they kind of he asked him at the end. And I actually love Earth 2 Harrison Wells. He, I think he actually may still be my favorite, although HR is really close because he was so good this season. So if Harrison, if Earth 2 Harrison comes back, uh, I'm 100% okay with HR leaving. If they, uh, which, by the way, I also kind of call because like I said, remember, they always do different Harrison Wells every season. So I'm not surprised that HR is not yeah. going to be next season. It's sad, but I'm okay with it because I love the other Harrison Wells so much. They probably won't do it again. Now it's becoming a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
Yeah, I think I think it's a safe bet that actor's not going to be going anywhere soon. He's such a great actor, and they're going to have him. Oh, he's like my favorite yeah. in the show. He's either going to be Harry, or he's going to be some other version of Wells on there. Mm-hmm. I think all the time. I think what? I think I think they should bring his Ranger Smith character in from the Olgie Bear movie and somehow. Oh it boy. Well, what, Ian, what did you think about HR dying? And in chat, tell us what you think about it. Oh, Dezel says, I like HR, best version of him so far. Okay, cool, thanks. I, uh, I, prefer, I prefer the Earth 2 version. Like I'm with you. I'm with you. They've, um, they, they've all been great, though, man, because like, Tom Cavanaugh is just so good. They, they all have good stuff, Tim. But I, I feel sorry for poor Tracy Brand. That is sad. Her and HR, you know, they, they seem to be made for each other. And, you know, poor, poor Tracy, she's going she's gonna to become a spinster. <laughs> no, no. First off, I hope Tracy stays around because I really dig her. But, hey, do you think maybe, maybe Harry and, and Tracy might start to develop something? I think it's possible. I think it would be a good opportunity for where Harry or Wells – starts to find the softer side of him that maybe she can help him bring out that side. Right. Cause that's exactly what he needs, right? He needs someone I think to love and to like soften him up a little bit. Yeah. So that could be really, could work out really well. And then, Ooh, and then Jesse could have like a fairly young stepmom actually. <laughs> right? Yeah. How old is she again? She's like grad school student or something. I mean, right? Tracy's not supposed to be very old, right? I mean, what do you mid twenties maybe? Yeah, she looks. A, the actress looks just a touch older than that. But yeah, yeah the actress, I think the character's not supposed to be very old at all. Obviously, if she's in grad yeah. school, this shouldn't be. Um, so she'd be like her mid twenties at, at the most. Hey, Jesse and her can go out and do some fun stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's a great arc for HR because he we started him started off with him being kind of a kind of a fraud in a way, and lying to him, and he's gone through all this spurts of growth as a character, and then he. He finally proves that he's not a coward, and he sacrificed himself. I think it's a good arc for that character. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad, though. It is sad. But if somebody had to die, I, I mean, it'd be worse if anybody else died, I think. Just about. Except uh, for Iris. Chat. To Jeff. Jeff hates Iris. I do, <laughs> stop, I do not hate Iris. Stop <laughs> saying that. I, I just... Actually, I'll, I'll talk about this. I actually think Iris was at her best in this episode. I really liked her a lot. Uh, I just feel that she's been the one character they haven't developed as well as the other ones. So I don't, I've never been a hun- totally like, oh, I totally want Barry and Iris to get together. I'm like, it's fine, but I'm not like super invested in it, you know? Uh, in the chat, she should have been, like, su- been a Supergirl. She could have ended the thing right away with a gun, shot her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the chat, Lister's mate says uh, he he doesn't think Tracy is compatible with Harry. I'm I'm all about Harry and Tracy now, by the way. Though, like that's my that's gonna be my thing for the next season. I want to happen. Uh, Brad in the chat says my only problem is that Flash writing needs to quit focusing on their Chekhov's gun right before they fire it. Everyone guessed it was HR because they showed the device and used it again too recently. And Racist says good point, uh, Brad. By the way, what is, is Chekhov's gun? Is that like a, a some kind of story device thing? What does that mean? I've heard. Some- yeah. It's like showing like a gun, and then later on it ends up being used as a murder weapon. That different things, like the idea being that nothing's just a throwaway thing; that they're potential clues of things that could be used later, kind of deal. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, we got like cool things in the chat. 
Brad tells us, thank you, Brad, for looking this up. Anna Dudek, uh, uh, Anne Dudek, who plays Tracy Brand, is actually 42 playing a mid-20s Tracy. Wow. Yeah, I can actually believe that. Yeah, she I can definitely. I she looks fantastic. She does. It's hard to buy that she's like in her mid-20s. Not that I'm old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she... But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought she was 42 or, or whatever. I think yeah, now I it's in her 30s, maybe? About, I had a peg around about 35. And then yeah, I would have uh, thought. De Dezel would says, think. I'd really like Jesse to become the lead Flash next season. Oh, dude, I'm so with you, man. Yeah, where was she? Why was she not brought in for this big fight? That's I know. kind of silly. Because she's too busy on Earth 3, saving the day. Which now she doesn't have to be, because Jay's back, right? So they can bring her back. And then we bring Harry back. And we'd be really happy. <laughs> hope so. Yeah, she didn't come back because Barry told her to stay put. Well, she's... And well, stop listening to Barry. What do you have to do? Everything Barry says? And HR is encourage her not to, you know, come back. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, in the chat, uh, Carrie has a question. When HR went to get Iris, what happened that triggered Savitar's suit? He wants to know. HR went to get Iris. Is oh, that when he, with, he, was trying, oh, he was trying to rescue her, right? Yeah, the the spike the the spike weapon that he had he used to guide him to the suit. It, he got I guess he got too close and it pulled out of his hand and and went went back to the suit and repaired itself and that that's what drew their attention. Oh, that makes sense. And that's so that's how he found it. Yeah, yeah. And they hinted at that. He you saw the last scene you saw HR in the previous episode. He glanced down at that at that uh, weapon. Or that piece, the armor. It made a little more sense for all of them if they could have found his lair that easily, just all of them to go do that. Do that. So just HR. Well, you can't let Flash know because then he would know. Oh, right. But just HR by himself? I don't know if that was the best plan. No, but he felt really guilty about everything and he gave away Iris's, you know, location. So I, I can see why he wanted to do that. Mm hmm. Um, so. Here's my favorite part of this episode. My favorite part was the fact that, and it was kind of like, I think what you were somewhat predicting, Mark, so the idea of forgiveness, right? A very, like, you're going to have to suit yourself. Yeah, they tried I like it. The, what? They tried it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I really like that. That's what they, that Barry reached out to him and says, like, you know, come to Star Labs, let us help you. And what I love, and this is why I loved Iris in this episode, that she, like most of them were like, oh my God, what is he doing here? Fuck this guy. Let's, you know, what are you crazy? And Iris was actually went up to him, like, even though he just uh, tried to kill her, right? He thought he did. And uh, she was super kind and was like, yes, like, no, we're, let's, we're going to help you. Uh, like that, like, I loved Iris in this episode, like, because there's so much compassion and kindness. And her and Barry, like, that was the right thing to do. You know, I, I like stories that focus on forgiveness and redemption. Um, so that was fantastic. The only thing is, I I wish actually they played that whole thing out. Like I wish, but then they just they let it go, and like I never saw a real reason why he decided. Then he just left and went back to his original plan. But it was just kind of like there was no reasoning behind it, really. Right? They're all being nice, and then he was just like, I gotta go. See you later. And then they went. He went back to his normal. Well, I think he just got. He realized that Iris would never be his, so he'd always be. It, it would yeah, go to the I, other Barry, and I don't and he think was that was of that. The, I don't know. Reminder that he's, yeah, it could have been done better. I, I think that it would have been a very, 
the one reason I was skeptical, of what, I thought that would be a great way to, to beat him, but I also was skeptical because it's really, really hard to pull that off and, and be dramatic and, and, and still fun or action-y. And, um, but if they could have tied it together with the fighting and then the forgiveness somehow and made that the ultimate way they won rather than just having to sh- beat him and shoot him, that would have been a way of beating Savitar. Yeah. <clears throat> I you, agree. Know, you know, the thing this needed, I think it needed another villain to come in at the, at the 11th hour and Savitar to so like, give up his life while so like, saving them from this other villain. Who come in? Well, I don't know. I'm just so like, oh, somebody else. I'm just, I'm just saying think, it would have been might, might have been better story wise, and you know, for 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 Savitar to have been able to redeem himself by actually saving them from some something else that's come coming. Oh, picture. I th- I would have been cool with that. I think that's great. Yeah, I think you know, in the middle of the fight, if he just said Martha, and he goes, "That's my mom's <laughs> name too," <laughs> you, you, you cannot get off of that. Wow. <laughs> That's a Batman v Superman reference, folks. Uh, Marx's Marx's favorite part. Um, In the chat, Brad says, Savitar was playing them. He never intended to let them talk him into becoming good. I actually actually disagree with that. I think, I don't think he would have went there really anyway. I think he, when he was there talking to Barry and Iris, I actually think you could see it in in his acting and stuff. I actually think he was considering like, maybe I don't have to do this path. Maybe there is a better way. so I actually think they were getting to him a little bit, at least. I think they were too. It was starting to kind of work. You know, as he gets more memories, it was going to be more easy, easier and easier to to get him to that side. It just didn't happen fast enough, and oh well. And I, what what is this philosopher stone thing? Why can it do like everything? It is like Lex Luthor's bomb deal. <laughs> <laughs> right. It gives yeah. powers. It blows things up. It's it's everything. <laughs> I think the writers have just been what been reading too much Harry Potter. Nice, yeah. They've they've been reading the uh, the original British versions, Philosopher's Stone. Nice. Uh, in the chat, Dezel says dual redemption for both Barry and Savitar would have been great. Right, so he likes that idea as well. You know what? I also kind of wish though. I like that. Well, I was actually surprised that Barry went into the suit. I'm not sure exactly how he did that, but I guess I buy it right from. I guess that's how it was cool. It was cool. I did like though that you know he could have killed him but then he didn't right so he still he kept to his being honorable and his moral values that was great i w- i kind of wish that they didn't kill him at all though like i wish they just again kind of by doing the moral choice they just then he just kind of dissolved away right because he didn't exist anymore because he made the right choice barry did um yeah i would i think it would be great if he beat him and then refused to kill him and then Iris is like, you know, we forgive you or whatever. And then he like started to like a little tear down. And as he's getting and then you see him flashing, off, right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, I'm sorry for what I did. And he just, he realizes everything and then he fades away. That would have been a lot more dramatic. Oh, that would have been epic, man. I would have oh, been like the greatest scene ever. <laughs> That's how you tell a story. <laughs> I mean, look, they did a great job. They did a great job. They still did a great job. Yeah, but yeah. that would have been the icing on the cake if they could have just done that. Oh well. They, they could have done Savitar, you know, reaching his hand out dramatically saying, Barry, Barry, I'm your father. That would have been weird. <laughs> <laughs> he, he goes, Barry, I failed this city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your mother. <laughs> 
Uh, in the chat, Carrie says the stone is part of the speed force, right? It's also the Deus Ex Machina. It well, I guess sort of. Yeah, kind of is. Yeah, it's it's an, Yeah. What I, I what I want to know is how is Barry going to get out the speed force next season, and how long would they keep him there? So well, I have theories. Uh, before we get to that, in the chat, Carrie also asks, I don't want to get caught up in time mechanics, but. When Savitar doesn't kill, I didn't kill Iris. Why does time have to catch up with him to wipe him from existence? Why not die right away? Dezel says it's established in Legends that time has to try and catch up. What do you think they added to that, <laughs> guys? I, I think he's been reincarnated as one of those Velociraptors that we're seeing at the end of the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> Great. I'm sure that's what happens. It would be interesting uh, to see and, him with Legends. Who, yeah. Emo Berry? No, Evil Berry, Savitar Berry. Yes. Yeah, uh, no, no, they'll be all messed up again. No, I don't want to take good characters and make them <laughs> terrible. Well, it's Legends. I mean, they, they, you know, they, <laughs> that's they, what I'm saying. They would ruin the character. That's what the problem. We've got to have, you've got to have Savitar singing, Deo, Deo. No, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> you can sing way better than that. <laughs> But no, the singing's <laughs> fine. It just it reminds me of that terrible, terrible scene that I was so cringeworthy. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was yeah, actually that pretty was funny, but it just lasted way too long. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't watch that. I, I just was like, oh, God, please make it stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually channel surfing the other night on, on the TV, and uh, Sky One must have been repeating it because I, I switched it over, and it was on that scene. <laughs> And the mere moment I switched it over, it was on that scene. I thought, what's this? Is this some musical? And then, then I realized it was Legends. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, in the chat, Raisa says, I hope he's in the Speed Force a few episodes at least. Uh, Brad says, uh, the Speed Force will probably let Barry go to, to deal with whatever new threat is. Uh, Dezel says, uh, leave Barry in Speed Force. Jesse Quick is the new main character. And Brad says, yes, give us more Jesse. I agree with that. I, I love Jesse. I want to see more Jesse. Unfortunately, I'm sure they're going to make Kid, Kid Flash the way Barry said, like it's your city now or whatever. Yeah, well, I got a, I've got a bit of a problem with Kid Flash thing. Now that Savitar's dead, you know, and, uh, and supposedly wiped out of time, how come Kid Flash has still got his powers? Because they, 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 they came out of Savitar, didn't they? So how are they going to explain that one? It's one of those time loop things, right? <laughs> Like this, this is the thing. Like when you try, yeah, when you try to start understanding this stuff, it's like forget it. It just makes your head hurt. Well, what it should do is it should change events, and they don't want to do it because then it makes episodes invalid, like they didn't happen. And that's pretty dangerous to do. Like if you watch Witchblade, that's what they did in season two. Like they re rebooted the whole the whole thing because of the time deal, and uh, the series got canceled. It was a total bomb. So I can see why they're. They're worried about that. What they have to do is think ahead, whatever they're going to change, and then you know, right around that. But oh well. Mm -hmm. I've got an idea for the season three arc, and what it is is a uh, you know you're going to get a mold of orange men with really bad haircuts, uh, you know, come coming in, in into the series, and the Speed Force is going to have to get the Flash go to sort of take on these orange men with really bad haircuts. What what is this a reference to? I'm not getting. <laughs> I think it's a political reference, but yeah. <laughs> All right, you lost me. I don't know even what you're talking about. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> you know that you know that uh, incredible all... overgrown Cheeto that you have for president over there. Oh, oh, that's right. So I thought you were talking about Willy Wonka's guys. Oh, 
You're saying Trump looks like orange. Okay, I get it. I get it now. Kerry uh, Johnson in the chat says, great point. Time loops suck arse. There you go. Uh, Raisa says, good point, Ian. Well, uh, Ian made a good point. Oh, my God. I don't know what it was, but all right, great. What? Uh, I blame Flashpoint. How did you spell ass? Did you spell ass with ARS? Gary said it. Uh, I don't. He said A R S E. That's right, right? Is she British? It's a guy. I don't think he is. Gary, tell us. I don't. I think he's American. Well, I'm guessing. You can tell us. I don't care. Wow, an American that can spell. That's amazing. All <laughs> right. What is this? Get, what? <laughs> you want to see making British jokes about it? <laughs> guys' teeth and stuff? Or something? I don't know. I don't know why people make fun of British teeth. Actually, I don't get that. But no. right, not gonna either, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so I have ideas of what might happen next season. Okay, please share. So what well, we saw that storm at the end, that's very similar to a storm they did in the comic books, a speed force or speed storm. And it, when it happened in the comic books, what it did was when the energy would hit people, it gave them speed powers, made turn them to speedsters. So oh. then suddenly there's a bunch of speedsters running around and chaos ensuing because of that. Um, uh, we already got too many damn speedsters, I think, though. We, we do. And, and they said that Big Bad wouldn't be a speedster, but he does get a partner who's a speedster out of that. Um, would explain, too, why there's maybe a disbalance in the speed force and why he, why Barry would need to leave. Who's his partner out of that? Out this... I can't remember the char- character's Blue? name. He, he would eventually become a... No. He'd eventually become an arch enemy guy. No. Oh. Um, Called Godspeed. Godspeed. Oh wow! All right. Yeah. Why does everybody want to be a god? Like Salvador want to be a god? No, they're obsessed with it. Really. <laughs> How do you think Barry's going to be in the Get Out of Speed Force right away? Be in it for a couple episodes or a few? What do you guys think? Are we going to just see like him in the Speed Force while we see other stuff going on in the present day? That could be. I, I hope he's not in the real world for at least a couple episodes. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping they'll keep it over over, over for a few few episodes. Um, I mean, talk, talking to Savitar, by the way, did you guys know that Savitar is actually the Hindu god of speed? That's where they got the name from, the reference. Mm, nice. Actually, yeah, listeners Savitar, made... Hindu god of motion, sorry. Listeners made it said earlier in the chat that it's clear the writers like know something about biblical and Egyptian and other stuff because he says like, they can make references to kind of stuff like that. And the chat, by the way, Brad says, oh, God, not more speedsters. Carrie says, no more speedsters. Dazzles, more speedsters. <laughs> and then Dazzles also says, Arrow, more archers. But, but think about this, Jed. More people for Krypton and Supergirl. Speed, if this is a speed storm, we might get Hot Pursuit. Oh. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I really, just, I really just want Patty as Patty, though. Like, I don't think everybody needs to be a goddamn hero. However, if it means Patty comes back, I absolutely am 100% okay. This would be hot yeah, see. So it might be good. Uh, but either way, I think it's a safe bet the Thinker will be a big bad next season. I would imagine. They, they dropped his name twice now. So I um, just wish they'd bring I wish I wish they'd actually bring, you know, the Green Lantern into it and do 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 the comic book where Green Lantern and, and Dude, you and, so want Green Lantern in this I show. just so I just so want I, I, you know so, I, I so want no. you know I'm sorry, talking about Arrow there. I'm getting sidetracked one show, wrong show, but I, I want to see. Oh, I, I don't think that. you're ever going to see that in the show. I'd love to see that. Yeah, you know? anytime soon. It was a great in comment. the uh, in the chat. Uh, Carrie uh, Brad thinks Barry's going to be out of the street force by the end of the first episode. 
but interesting, Carrie in the chat said the same time you were saying it, Marks. Of course, Patty could have been hit by speed lightning. Hot pursuit reporting for duty. See, there we go. Yep. Oh man, this might be the best season ever. Uh, we get Patty back. Maybe we get more like Jesse, Harry, and Tracy together. Oh boy, it's gonna be great. Season four, man, best season ever. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like uh, what's his name, Devoe, the thinker, maybe a big bad. And hot pursuit actually. You're really a, you're, you're like a thinker there, don't you? Well, they've said his name twice now. So ever said it. They said it again in this episode. So is it kind of like the calculator or something? Is he just like a really smart dude? There's different versions of him, but like in general, he's using technology to make his brain superhuman. And sometimes he's just super smart, but also other times he has psychic abilities. So. Mm -hmm. But he'd be very different than a uh, than a speedster, at least. I'm I'm cool. I actually I definitely like the idea of not speedster for this next season. Yeah, for sure. And somebody, and if they do got speed, that could be a good way to build up Godspeed to becoming a bad guy in the later season. So, mm. yeah, I like yeah, I like I like really smart villains. Like you know, like kind of Chase, right? It was kind of cool on Arrow because he was so so far ahead in his planning and he was thinking things through, you know? Well, wasn't it that yeah. magician that was on it? The, uh, the magic Abracadabra. Guy. I'd love to see him back. So far, I, I liked him. He was cool. If I you bring him back, back. If you bring him back, yeah. let's have Zatanna guest star. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I've he might also make a good... For chicks in top hats. That's got to be... That's to, you know. He could also be a good villain for Legends at some point because he's a time traveler. Hmm. I don't want anybody to go to Legends because they're just going to be destroyed. <laughs> There's still going to be a show. It's going to happen. We're <laughs> not heroes. We're legends. <laughs> Something. You, know, you ever noticed to say with jazz hands too, don't you? We're not heroes. We're legends. <laughs> did you? I don't know if we talked about it. Did you guys like the whole thing, though, of him going into the Speed Force at the end? Because like, I didn't see that one that part coming, actually. Uh, I didn't either. It makes sense. Yeah, I think it's, it was a good conclusion it was very heartfelt you know too like because he's the one having to say goodbye instead of saying goodbye to iris you know yeah it makes sense they had mentioned before somebody needed to be in that spot so yeah kinda, and, and also uh, so. jay garrett was released so which i like i like seeing jay back you know yeah somebody needs to protect his earth earth you know yeah i want to see tricks to run around i want to see six episode arc with jay garrett on you know on on Earth, is it Earth three where he's from? Earth three. Yeah, I, w I want to see a six episode art set on Earth three with Jay Garrick. I don't think you're gonna see that, but I'm I'm all for seeing stuff stuff more stuff with Jay Garrick. Yeah, yeah. Barry said goodbye to everybody, but Jay. I don't think he said anything to Jay. Oh, because they're running out of time in the episode. <laughs> nah, he's probably thinking, "You bastard! I've got to go in this Speed Force now because you know you you had to leave, didn't you? So I got to go in there." And give up my romantic relationship with Iris, and you know. No, I don't think so. he was. He was very. I actually, the way it was presented with his mother, it actually doesn't seem like it's gonna be a hell, really, right? It like it looked like it might be a nice time for him. No, I don't think. I think it's gonna be a nice place. So, so actually, that might be the problem, right? Like they've done this at other shows. He may be so he's with his parents, so he may actually have a problem while he doesn't want to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think maybe the thinker will be too much for them to handle and he'll have to leave. Maybe one of them goes into the right speed force to try to, well, because that's kind of like how he got Wally out or something, right? What's that? 
Maybe one of them will go in like he did for Wally. He'll try to get him out of the Speed Force, but he doesn't want to leave or something. He could, yeah. Yes. Hard to say. What it'll, probably, it'll probably be like his perfect world with his parents, right? But they never died. Sounds like it, yeah. Yeah, the thinker's superpower is brain fast, right? Yep, that's it. Uh, let's see. Lister's mate says HR might come back. I don't. I don't think so, right? I think I think he's dead. Pretty sure he's sad, dead, but yeah. I mean, a different another uh, Wells might come back. Uh, Raisa says, "Tune in tomorrow on Sci-Fi Pulse for her. What is it? Sorry, what is her? What's she doing, uh, Ian? She's doing a. Uh, oh, she's got a she got a great art, article coming up. It's kind of like uh, her wish list for the DC shows. Well, for next seasons. But, yeah, and um, it's it's going to be it's going to be live tomorrow on 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 Sci-Fi Pulse. Which is the insight? Go check that out tomorrow. Raisa always has awesome. Uh, she actually sends us like all this information every week. She's great. She knows way more about us than all this stuff. So, yeah, she's she's a virtual encyclopedia. Yeah. So thank you. All right. Uh, we cover That's everything on Flash. Power. Anything else we got to talk about? Um. Hmm. I'm pretty excited for next season now, though. After we talked about it. Yeah, I think so. I thought they took out the Black Flash a little too easy. Oh, wait. Oh, Caitlin, right? Basically, uh, just froze him. Just froze him, yeah. I thought that was a little lame. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about Caitlin. We didn't. What did you no, guys think about her? About her, like, you know, kind of. So she's kind of good, right? But she still has her powers. It's kind of weird. I like that. You like I, it? I, I like the fact that she didn't take the easy route, she didn't take the cure. You know, you know and kind of, I kind of think it's going to set things up make things more interesting with her next season her character could be a lot more interesting yeah it'd be more of an anti-hero kind of character yeah i kind of i really i did i wonder kind of like be a vigilante or anti-hero but i wanted to still be a little more like just the way she looked this color frost with the white hair and like the whole like the lips and everything was just so awesome so i was like i don't know like i so like there's so like distinctive look i kind of already miss it when she went back to like the normal hair and stuff yeah yeah, I don't know. It'd be weird. It's kind of weird they gave her a choice. I mean, like, no, you're maybe cured. You don't. You're not thinking straight. But well, well whatever. Guess they're giving her a chance. Well, I think they're they're setting up some kind of obviously. I think arc with her for next season. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they're also some like uh, going to do do a bit of product placement with her as well and have her some like holding frosties. Of course, Frost, you say <laughs> she'll advertise the new flavor of Dairy Queen Blizzard every week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they did the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, right? They should do some uh, DC Blizzard stuff too now. Right? Yeah. Killer Frost is a perfect tie-in. Yeah, Killer Frosties. <laughs> Dude, I'd buy that I and mean, have Killer Frost's picture on there. That'd be great. <laughs> Guaranteed to give you a brain freeze. <laughs> uh, um, Carrie says, my only gripe with the episode was they didn't rush HR to the hospital. Well, uh, well, she obviously, could, I guess Barry could have gotten him there in a second, right? Um, that's true. But I guess the idea was he was like about to die, right? So that's true. Could have tried to save him. You know, he was talking. Still but it was more important too. To, he had to tell him what to tell Cisco. That was more important than trying to save his life. <laughs> Let me do this exposition dump of how this happened on, on yeah, <laughs> right? Um, I thought the splinter idea was kind of weird. A little, uh, splinter? A little funky. What's a splinter idea? The quantum splinter thing. 
modifying this bazooka. Oh, I don't tell me what I, I'm not. I'm forgetting. He had Cisco. He was trying to get Cisco to rebuild this speed bazooka into an interdimensional quantum splicer, so it create fragments of them throughout the the. the oh right, time. right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seemed like. A, yeah, it's 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 illogical as well because he was dying, right? You know, because of what? Because Barry had changed events, and you know, without HR, Savitar was essentially dying. So surely. If he'd succeeded with this plan of splintering himself off into all these different timelines, all those Savitar splinters would be gradually dying as well. I, I don't know. I mean, they all be linked into one consciousness. It was it was a bit of a stretch out, out of nowhere. Carrie mm. uh, in the chat says, Caitlin will be a great frenemy addition to the rogues gallery. I can see that. Yeah, it's a good a good change for a character. Her character's always been a nice, trustworthy character, but she's kind of, kind of, you know, her she doesn't really have flaws or a lot of depth to her character in some ways, and this gives her more, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's so like it's also he also plays in if they bring Julian Albert back next next series. I hope not. You know, I think like they will. Uh, well, here's the thing: I couldn't stand him in the beginning. Obviously, when he stopped being such a dick, he was he's he's palatable now, I guess. Um, I'm still not a huge fan of his character. Uh, I like uh, Tom, uh, what's his fucking name? I can't believe I'm forgetting it. I've actually met him. Uh, Tom Felton. Tom Felton. Yeah, I mean, he's doing a great job. Uh, but I don't know. Again, just because he was so things. arrogant and a dick at the beginning, like he's always like, yeah, just get him out of here. <laughs> Maybe he'll get hit by speed lightning and become hot pursuit. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You've got to be excited about Patty now, though, but she, she's probably not going to come back, and I'm going to be really mad, Parks. Uh, okay, riders, we, t- we told you we want Patty yeah, back. Patty Bring back Patty Spivet. Storm. It's all there. Make yeah. it happen. A new villain will come <laughs> into ne- next week, next year, and he'll be called Captain Snow. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, they had they had a guy named the turtle, right? Yeah, they had the turtle. Go could, could, could slow down every all time around him. All right, ready to do some ratings? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So we do this out of five lightning bolts. Uh, so Ian, what do you give this after the finale of Flash? I'm going to give it a four and a half. I will also give it four and a half lightning bolts. I thought it was a very good season finale. And marks. I will also give it four and a half. Oh, look at that. Across the board. You can let us know the chat, folks, what you give us. But we all really liked it, obviously. Um, all right. Hey, there we go. So we're at Supergirl, Flash. Uh, we got Arrow as our last show to talk about. Uh, before we do that, let me do some quick news. So the uh, Super Geeked Up is another show I've been doing for quite a few years now. Uh, Marks and Ian have actually both been on it, right, guys? Both been mm-hmm. yep. on the show, yeah. Uh, so that's the show where we talk. Uh, I mean, some of you in the chat, of course, watching. Thank you so much. Uh, we do fun, geeky discussions. But we also do a lot of geek-themed improv games. Have you ever seen Whose Line Is It Anyway? We kind of do a geeky version of that to an extent. Uh, it's all about having fun. We have guests on. Uh, we have a lot of fun. And uh, our season six premiere will be July 26th. Uh, that will be a Wednesday, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. It'll actually be the week after uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So when we get back from that, we'll kick that off. And uh, and then we'll, we'll do like another, at least another 10 episodes like we did uh, for this season. We just wrapped up in the winter. And uh, we're going to at least uh, one of the episodes, we're going to do like an all stunt woman uh, show. 
Uh, and we'll actually have some people who've been stunts on like these shows like Arrow and Flash and also movies like uh, Suicide Squad and uh, like uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. So some really awesome stunt women will be. So that'll be fun. Mark's going to right up your alley there. Yeah, cool. uh, yeah but we, we'll have a lot of cool stuff as always and a lot of fun. And of course, have you guys participating in the chats. And uh, we'll also, of course, have our Patreon show, which we have uh, Patreon uh, supporters at a certain level. They get to come on and uh, geek out with us. You can also come on this show, by the way, folks. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that, actually, but that'll be one of the Patreon things, too, for next season if you ever want to come on and, and chat with us on these shows. Uh, you can go to supergeekedup.com. It's right on the homepage. I'll link that or patreon.com slash supergeekedup. And there's all different levels, uh, things that you can support us at. Um, and come. There's all different perks. And uh, obviously, anybody who's supporting us, thank you so much. And if you uh, would do so in the future, that's awesome as well. Uh, one of the news in a second, but let me do the here uh, in the chat ratings range from 4.5 to 4.95. So if the 4.95 was from listeners made. He says if they didn't kill off HR, it would have been a five, I guess. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, so, but it looks like everybody liked it just uh, just like we did. I uh, guess it was a very good episode. Other piece of news is uh, so I got news from San Diego Comic Con and. Once again, like last season, uh, last year, I'll, I'll be doing Super Geek Dub live there. We're doing a panel officially at San Diego Comic-Con. And we're also doing, for the second year in a row, a Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game panel. It went really well last year. So I get to, we read two panels this year at San Diego Comic-Con. I cannot, unfortunately, t tell you right now the date, time, or any of that stuff. Uh, they, don't, they don't want anybody to do that until they release their official schedule, which is two weeks before the con. So uh, I'll let you know that. But I, we're definitely going to do it there. And as it gets closer, we'll post all the time, date, and locations. Is that an arrow shooting you're doing? What are you doing, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's my ranger character. Oh, right, right. Yes, Mark's <laughs> plays a ranger every game. Or green uh, arrow, whatever. Yes, or green arrow. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that. Always have a blast at San Diego Comic-Con. It'll be my fifth straight year there, actually. And uh, hopefully, Mark's uh, will be able to join us uh, on that D&D panel as well. And, yep. uh, and we may. We're also talking to them about possibly in the gaming area, maybe leading some uh, different games that we do and uh, showing some people how to play all that good stuff. I'll game judge uh, Call of Cthulhu and see how many people go to mental hospital. Uh, stop <laughs> no, see, there's... Right. Just, you're not, you're just not talking to them. I'll talk to them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yes, we're very excited about that. If anybody's going to San Diego Comic-Con, let us know. We would love to see you at the panel. They'd just love to hang out and uh, play some games with you or just say hi, all that good stuff. Yeah, and I wish... I wish we could get to a San Diego Comic Con, but you know, the airfare be a stretch, and then do the uh, eight hundred dollar a night hotels. <laughs> they're not that bad. I stayed in a hotel last year. <laughs> All right, they're like a couple hundred a night. All right, so let's see. Uh, that's it. All right, let's go to Arrow. Our last show, uh, the season finale of Arrow, is called. Uh, well, first off, Lee on you. Twenty. Yes, Leon, you. Thank you, sir. It is the 23rd episode of season five. It is written by Wendy Miracle and Mark Guggenheim, directed by Jesse Warren. And guess what, guys? When I was looking up this information on IMDb, this episode has a 9.9 .9 rating. Uh, I've never seen anything on IMDb get that high of a rating. So people awesome. obviously on IMDb at least love this episode. For good reason, because I actually think it was pretty damn epic, which we'll get into, but let me do a quick summary. So, um, so Oliver, uh, have, first off, basically everyone he knows, his entire team, and Thea, and everybody, has been kidnapped by Chase and taken to Leon Yu at the island. Um, and so he goes with Nyssa and Malcolm Merlin. They fly to Leon Yu. He uh, basically frees Slade and uh, Captain Boomerang to get their help. 
And uh, so they're on the island, and they come across. They find some of their uh, some of his crew in cages. And help me out, guys. But I think it was Felicity, Curtis, Thea, and oh, shit. Was it Quit? No. Was that it? Was it just those three? Is anybody yeah. else in the cage? Cages with it? Oh, think- the mom. The mom. His his son's the mother of his son. Yeah. Who else was there? Yeah. So uh, they find them. Then Talia and uh, some of oh, and uh, what Artemis is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Talia and Artemis and some of their uh, guys show up. Uh, but then Nissa and Merlin show up. So blah blah blah. There's some kind of talking and stuff. Whatever. Anyway, uh, after all that stuff happens, Talia throws a smoke bomb. They disappear. They throw Artemis in the cage. They lock her up. They free Felicity and company. And then uh, Alvar wants Felicity and Curtis and Thea and Malcolm to all go head to the coast and try to get this plane working so they can get the hell out of there. Uh, and so they go off to do that while he, Nissa, and Slade uh, go off to this temple type thing on the island where they, you know, they think Chase has uh, captured, has all their other people for the team, Team Arrow. So uh, while Thea and the company are going back, uh, she unfortunately steps on the landmine. That's bad news. Uh, but then Malcolm takes her place, pushes her off it, and he basically sacrifices his life is what it seems like happens uh, to save Thea. And the rest of them make it to the coast. Uh, they discover, uh, well, they're trying to fix the plane, the plane, I think, but also they discover the whole island has been, there's been bombs placed by Chase across the entire island, like a ridiculous number of bombs. I actually have no idea how he would ever place that many bombs, but um, <laughs> he spent a year doing yeah. that. <laughs> actually, I would believe that to be honest with you. He was so nuts and, and, and kind of obsessed with Oliver. Anyway, all right. So, there, so Slade and Nissa and Oliver go to the temple. Uh, well, Boomerang, by the way, has already like changed sides. He got paid off by them and he's, he's betrayed them already at this point. Slade pretends to, uh, portray them and hand uh, Oliver over, but we find out that was part of their plan because Oliver wanted to be captured. So he goes, gets put with all the rest, like uh, Black Canary and Quentin and Wild Dog, where he hands uh, Dinah a little sonic device thing that Curtis made that can help her enhance, I think, and control her sonic scream. So she uses that. She breaks him out. Uh, and then we get to have the most epic fight scene, at least I feel, basically, ever. Uh, it's uh, so Talia versus Nissa, Black Canary versus Black Siren, Slade versus every fucking person there. Um, it's uh, it's a huge fight scene. Everybody's going nuts and fighting each other. And uh, when it's all said and done, they basically have won, and they defeated Chase. And Chase was really goading Oliver into killing him. He even says he killed his son. Oliver doesn't really believe him. He chooses. He says that's not the person I am anymore. He's he chooses not to uh, kill um, Chase. Uh, Chase gets away though, and uh, while uh, Oliver tells the rest of them to uh, basically get to the plane, they find that that's been all sabotaged. So uh, he's going to chase in. Chase is trying to get away in a boat. Oliver dives onto it. Uh, Chase has his son there. Uh, Oliver shoots him in the foot and uh, saves his son. But then Chase has like a dead man switch or something rigged to him. So if he dies, the whole island's going to blow up. And he shoots himself, killing himself. And then the last scene is seeing the entire island basically blown to smithereens. Uh, and Oliver believes everybody else he loves and cares about outside of his son is on that island right now. Uh, and that's where the episode ends. That's the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And that's just... Oh, flashback. I'm sorry. The flashback uh, was all about Oliver Kovar, right? Is that the dude's, uh, Dolph Lundgren's character's name? Yeah. So, yeah. Him uh, fighting Kovar and his men, he defeats them. And then he does make it onto the fishing boat and gets off the island. 
and he calls his mom. And so we get to see a flashback with Moira Queen uh, realizing that her son is still alive and that he's coming home. That's it. it was nice to see her again. Dude, I, I was so happy to see Moira again. Like, it actually hit me more than I thought. I was like, wow, that was actually really poignant. I really like seeing her again. Yeah, you know, so like, uh, I'm just wondering, um, you know, what, what, why is what, what, why is Arrow's mom the Borg Queen? You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why is what? she a queen? Yeah, well, well, she played the Borg Queen, didn't she, Susanna Thompson? She played the Borg Queen? Yeah, so. in Star Trek Voyager. Oh, no, no, not in the movies. No, no, she didn't. That was somebody no, else. No, in, in Voyager, in Star Trek Voyager. It was oh, Star really? Did she? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she, That's interesting. Yeah, she, um, she she did a stint as a bar queen, and then they got Alex Krieger to, to reprise the role in the um, in the series, se- season, series finale, I think. Huh. In the chat, Race says Moira was awesome. I agree. And uh, let's see. Carrie Johnson says... He would give this episode a 10 if Felicity, or maybe next season, is ghosted, which I think means killed off. <laughs> which I've actually said I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> I think I read Felicity. Uh, uh, Denzel says, as an Australian, Captain Boomerang is super problematic. <laughs> um, okay, well, let, let us know, Denzel, since we're not Australians. I would like to hear that. Yeah. That's what the actress from Spartacus I really like the return of Slade and and Arrow's little Suicide Squad, so yeah, I I kind I really, of I really think they're missing out on opportunity of like a Suicide Squad TV show. I I really enjoyed the 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 uh song like the fact that you know Slade made out that he was betraying Oliver, but he really wasn't. It was part of the plan. But yeah, he, I figured it. I figured it was an kind act. of, you know, he kind of saw like you're thinking. Is this an actor or is he really portraying? You know, and, and it was just sort of like um, I just liked the way that was done. Oh, Carrie says, yeah, she filled in. Uh, Susanna Thompson filled in for Alice. I forget her last name, but when she wasn't available to play the Borg Queen, I guess that's interesting. Yeah, cool. Um, dude, I, I, I cannot tell you how much I love Slade. First of all, I've always loved Slade. Uh, Manu Bennett is awesome. He always like brings gravitas. I think to every role he he plays. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gravel, and that gravelly voice. He's got a very distinctive he's so good. voice. I, he's a super cool guy in person. I actually got to do a fun interview with him. You can see on our, our site, our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back when he was like on like second season of Arrow or so, or first, second season, something like that. Cool. Uh, but he was great. I was so happy to see like the Mercurial, he said, ran out of his system. So he was back to being like sane, Slade, you know? And just hearing him like call Oliver Kid, I was like, oh, yeah, man, this is when, Al- when Arrow was so awesome when it was Slade in it, you know? And dude, how kick ass was he? He was just like, Freaking kicking ass, mo- slicing people up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope we see more Slade after this. I would so want him next season. Still be in it. I can, I can kind of see Slade trying to take Artemis or Evelyn or whatever and trying to rehabilitate her or something. Oh, just get rid of except, her. Except, just get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I feel like they they probably would do that. Her character has been totally wasted this whole season, and she's kind of weird. But whatever. But <laughs> I can see them trying. Dazzle yeah. says both Oliver and Slade being redeemed on Lee and you was great. I agree. Yeah, and, and like, I'd like to say that I my ideas for the season finale were pretty close. Except I thought they were gonna nuke the island. But that's yeah. Well it's pretty close. <laughs> Not too far away from what they did, right? Yeah, they just yep, barbecued the island. Yeah, so what there's so many bombs. There were. So I I honestly, I actually think like there's been some really good fights on arrow fight scenes, but I actually think this 
the final fight things may have been the best fight stuff they've ever done in the show. Like I really thought it was just awesome and epic, particularly like just from a filmmaker standpoint, like in the group stuff, they would do this thing, right? Where the camera was be on one people, right? And then it kept moving, right? And as, the, as the camera kept moving all around in one shot, like it would move to each like section of person. And like, it was just really well done, I think cinematically. Um, it was so awesome and so, and it's not easy to do that shit, folks. Like, it's not easy to do any fight scene. But it did, and to orchestrate that where you have that many people in one camera shot doing stuff, that's hard. Yeah. Um, the Black, uh, I think actually Dinah and Black Siren was my favorite fight. Like, that was hardcore. Like, that was, they were going at it. Um, the only thing I was, so the fights were amazing. Slave was amazing. The only thing I was disappointed is, is the one I wanted so badly, the Talia Nissa one, I was really yeah. underwhelmed by. It was too short. And Talia got defeated way too easily. Yeah. Well, maybe she'll return. I hope we'll so, see. because that's, they got to, come on, they got to do more Talia, man. Like, she's so good. And can I just say these smoke bomb things should not be teleporting devices. They're getting a little crazy. They're like, I'm so stuck not in teleporting. A, I'm stuck in a field. I'm surrounded, and there's nowhere, no trees around me, but I can, like, poof and suddenly disappear. It's like, what's going on? They're so quick, man. You don't know where they went. <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs> At the end of the show tonight, I'm going to throw a smoke bomb. And I'm going to just disappear. <laughs> I want to do that with us. See what you guys. Think. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't got a green screen back there and all the raptors do dancing, a raptor jazz band in the background. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. <laughs> oh, Carrie says, "Did Nista snap Talia's neck?" No. She just like brought her knee up to her face and knocked her out is what I yeah. interpreted that, right? Yeah, she's not dead. Um, no, she got blown up. My, my, my theory of what happens to them is that because they can see all the bombs, that they find a spot where there aren't very many bombs. Maybe the Argus bunker, perhaps. I don't know. I think it's, it's got to be the Argus bunker. They mentioned that. That's the only place that's safe, I think. I, I, would, think, I would think it'd be pretty hard to plant bombs right next to it. And maybe they were able to get there soon enough to save themselves. Because we know they're not all dead. They were two separate groups, I mean, though, weren't they? Because um, weren't, weren't they on separate parts of the island? Because the, the, the ones that Oliver rescued, and then there was uh, Felicity, and the others are now on a different part of the island. I thought they were all together at that at the end. They yeah. all made up at the plane, didn't they? I'm going to have to watch it yeah. again now. <laughs> they were all, the whole team was uh, the plane. Carrie makes the point about, though, like, Artemis was still in the cage. That's true. I wonder if Artemis may be dead, actually. Oh, oh boy. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they butchered that character. That character was just was ruined this season. It, it could have been cool. So, she could have been cool, though. She could have been cool. They just did not handle her character. Oh, no, well. I'm sorry. Carrie's actually saying the Artemis led them to the bunker, I bet. Oh, so maybe they freed her, and then she led them to the bunker, so they all survive is what his theory is. That's possible. Mm. Possible. Yeah, but I want I want but I, to do I that. actually don't I don't think probably any of the team is dead, which is why like it seems like it's a really cool cliffhanger, but unfortunately with all these cliffhangers, like you know they're not really gonna kill these characters off, so it's like it's not really that much of a, a mystery. <laughs> you know, we're like, oh what's gonna happen? No, it's pretty unlikely. Unless we know everybody's coming back. I guess we don't know for sure about Lance, but it would be kind of sucky to have him die, especially with Black Canary. Black oh no, Siren. Black Siren, you gotta have Lance it. Yeah, too much would be missing there. And then uh, Slade, you know, can't die like that. He's got to be around. At least possibilities of a recurring character. 
he's he's one of the best. He's the best villain that's ever appeared on Arrow. I mean, Prometheus was great, but oh, yeah. he's dead now. So <laughs> Slade's got a lot of layers. So, and Merlin's probably dead until he decides to come back because the actor said I, something. Then. I think Merlin's dead. Uh, See, that's now. I saw, saw Raysa sent us the tweets from John Barrow and I think like thank you, thanking all the fans for five years or something. I was surprised that I assumed the way they shot it was so off camera in the distance that it was just like obviously he escaped somehow. He's alive. Well, I think they're hoping that at some point he'll come back. And so they oh, did John Barrowman actually just want it? Is that why? Did he just not want to do it anymore? Is that why? Yeah, I think he wants to move on to other stuff. You know, uh, a lot of actors. Well, okay, they left it though, so he can come back. British actors don't like commitment. They're afraid of commitment, aren't they? And <laughs> he's well, awesome. Yeah. I love Barrowman. Yeah, I think think Christopher Eccleston doesn't like commitment. Barrowman's actually done well to commit for five years. All right, so obviously they left it in a way though where he can like do a guest episode if he wants in the future. Yeah, if they ever want to bring back, but I don't, he's not going to be back next year for sure. Ah, uh, so, okay. That's possible. He'll never be back, and if he never wants to return, but there's it's open. It's impossible. Gotcha. That's too bad. Merlin's great, but he had run his course a little bit. He he turned and he's not really a big villain anymore. He's more of a, I don't know what he is anymore. He's kind of an anti hero now. At least he, he, at least he got to go out saving his daughter's life. That was the right way to do it. Yeah. And, and possibly taking out Captain Boomerang with him, which is kind of mm. unfortunate because I like that actor. But Yeah, mm. I've actually interviewed him. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's really good on Spartacus. Twice. Too. He's yeah, great on Spartacus. Twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so I like I liked again uh, it's kind of with the flash too, but that you know Oliver made the choice not to kill him right so he he made the choice to be the better person that he wants to be so that was cool and that he didn't do what Chase wanted him to do. Uh, I also like that when he was holding his uh, Chase was holding the sun like in those kind of situations I'm always like he's such an expert archer he could just take Chase out although he I mean, he couldn't kill him because of the switch but I actually like though that he pretended he was not and he shot him in the foot. And like it was a good way to save his son, but not kill them. You know that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Prometheus played out as a good villain, and Arrow did a good job. <clears throat> his relationship with his son, I don't really completely buy because we just haven't seen very much with him with him with his son. But um, maybe we'll see more of that now. I, and... I hope we do because it's so like it's he, he was kind of in it for about five minutes. Uh, a couple yeah. of ago, and then and then all of a sudden they bring him back up again. You know, they they kind of need to establish that relationship. Oh, do you think they'll have the mom died in the explosion, and now Oliver has to raise the son on his own? That'd be I a way to do it. Good yeah. idea. I'm just not sure that that I don't really. There's something about that kid that I don't quite buy. I don't I don't know if it's his acting or just because he didn't have much material or what. But I'm, I'm worried that he might not be able to uh, perform. Full well, time. like, did, did you say one point or something? We could just do a thing where somehow it's in the timeline. He's actually like a teenager now or something. Or... Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna happen at some point. I'm sure he'll flash forward. And... No, he'll be 20 year old next season. He'll be. A he'll become the new, uh, the new uh, Roy. He'll be Connor Hawk, right? Is it yeah. Connor Hawk? Is that the name. His son in, some... in the comics. Oh, does he have a son in the comics? Oh, he does, right? He'll be Street yeah. Hawk. <laughs> I think it was, was cool him and Shadow's uh, Shadow's son, right, in the comic books. Oh, he has a son. Or I didn't know that. I think I think that's who the mom is, and he never knew about him until he's already grown up. Am I right, Ian? Mm-hmm. 
So who knows what they'll do. One thing that the one, only thing that kind of bugged me besides the teleporting smoke bombs is, is uh, uh, the flashbacks. Like I knew why they had to do them and there was a couple moments that were good in there, but it did really it did hurt the momentum. I really hope that means we're done now with the flashbacks. You know, a few episodes here and there, like what they do with Wild Dog, but you know, mm. it, it it kills the momentum. Like that episode was like, yeah, it's great. What's gonna happen next? Oh, flashback to a one one minute scene with Corvac or whatever. And well, you know, I I've been ready for them to stop the flashbacks for a long time. I was okay with this one though because I knew they had to do like one final one to tie everything up in that thing. But also, they were so short. I felt that they got back to the main present day so quickly. I was okay with it. And I really like the Moira stuff. Like that was touching. So it was, yeah. But I agree. I think now that they've done all that, we don't need any flashbacks anymore. Like we've completed that. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's I think I think they should just do flash forwards from now on. No um, more flashes. This isn't lost. We don't need to get that carried away. <laughs> flash to their afterlives and yeah, or alternate yeah. realities and. They'll, 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 have a, they'll have an ongoing art next, next year, and they'll be flashing every event five minutes forward. <laughs> they just leave the flash in the flash. <laughs> and flash girl. <laughs> yes. That's very exciting. Uh, in the chat, Carrie says, don't bring William onto the show. He'll become like Cousin Oliver was to the Brady Bunch. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I... Uh, I'm not saying necessarily, I don't know. I mean, I could totally see them doing that thing with a story, though, where Oliver has to raise him, but it's tough when you're bringing, like, kids like that. Like, is the character going to work or not? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Could go either way. Uh, let's see what else. So, oh, I mean, obviously, though, <laughs> what they didn't even more. So I guess the, only, the thing I'm really not, obviously, looking forward to is Elicity resuming, which, again, they've... They hinted more at in this episode, right? Yeah, I mean, like it really seems like it's going to happen now. Uh, What's that? Just, Sorry, the like I said, it really seems like Elicity is definitely going to happen next season. They they just keep hinting at it. God, it does. Just came up. <laughs> Hashtag Elicity, folks, on Twitter, please. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> you know, I I'd rather him get together with Diana Drake. Yeah, I think we all want that, right? March you know, that, that down that makes too? sense. I think Mark yeah. might be frozen, but I know he, yeah, we've all said Dinah him, I think, are the way to go. I agree, Ian. I don't see it happening, though. They don't seem to be going that direction. No, they should, but they're not. They should. See, and that's a powerful woman that we don't have to be told is powerful every time. Right. <laughs> we've actually don't even know we don't know much about Diane at all, and we all still think she's awesome, and she hasn't even been given that much to do. No. <laughs> and I could believe her maybe even beating Arrow with her powers and her experience and stuff, and I don't yeah, have to I, be like I think Diana could actually also on. beat Superman. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. And and Superman wouldn't need to actually say to her that it was at, a, at his full strength, you know. She'd just know. <laughs> Yeah, Dinah's great. I definitely uh, hope they do a lot more with her character. It was I hope nice they though. Do too. So Quentin, though, you know, in this episode, they, you know, Quentin said she's the black canary, right? So it was, it was like him, I guess, right, fully accepting her taking on the mantle of Laurel. And then he really enjoyed knocking out Black Siren. She could have been the gray canary, right? You got a white canary, you got a black canary. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That's just like... the red canary. I don't know. Red canary is a cool name, actually. That's a cool name. 
Yeah. The Grey Canary, that'd be like Gandalf the Grey, wouldn't it? Right. Where he's like, none shall pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Listers may asks in the chat, what was the tension about with Thea and Felicity in this episode? I didn't actually sense any tension with them. Did you guys? Thea and Felicity? I don't think so. We're not going to have a Thea Licity relationship happening, are we? Oh. A Thea who? A Thea Licity. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I hope Thea comes back more next season. She's in it more, I hope. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's happened to her this season. She's not being in it. Yeah, they didn't. didn't uh, that was just not was. good. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. I like this episode, like the last two that she was in a lot. That was great. Yeah, I want to back us a red arrow. Yeah, but they get they get. I can see why it's the ensemble cast. They're just getting like cast bloat. You get so many characters involved, it gets hard to juggle them all. So in the, in the chat, Carrie says the writers directors are married to Elicity. Unfortunately, if they kill that ship, every female fan will riot. Hashtag no Elicity. I think the only way you're going to end it at this point is if she dies somehow tragically. I think they'll accept him moving on with someone else. Otherwise, I think what? someone should actually mind control Oliver and have him shoot Elicity. Ah. Uh Wait, shoot Olicity, shoot himself the relationship? <laughs> how does he do that? You mean Felicity and Olicity? <laughs> no, Oliver should be the one who kills her. That'd be terrible. That would be tragic. But here's the thing. Wasn't it uh, I'm trying to think. Season beginning of season four, right, is when they were together, but then they kind of like fell apart that right last season. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't most of last season they weren't really together, I remember. No, I think they were all together to, to the start of, start of last season. Okay. And they kind of broke up after she had the the accident. The yeah. you know after the chip. She she could walk away. That's how she walked. Yeah. And uh and they weren't together at all this season. So there's been there's been enough time where they haven't been together, but you think just people really Well and she dated know, somebody I'm... else who died and yeah, I don't know. He dated somebody else who we hated. Susan just didn't make any sense, but I don't know. No. I, I never really saw those two together. They're, they're no. very different personalities. Just me. No, it was funny when it was all like that awkward flirting type stuff. That was funny, but you know, that's, I didn't really go, we'll go beyond that. Maybe they'll kill her. Maybe he will kill her. Who? Helix? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think so. Helix still likes her, right? Sounds like, yeah, maybe maybe someone will take over here. It's that didn't like her, and because she knows too much about them, they'll kill her. Mm -hmm. Well, who do you? So, what do you? Any ideas about villain next season? Is something about vigilante? Something about maybe that dude at Helix they freed that we didn't see the identity of? I, I would suspect Helix met maybe, unless that's the thinker. That'd be funny if that's Devole and he goes over to Flash. <laughs> mm. That would be that interesting. Actually, that might be an awesome season arc idea if, if they if they have the flash and arrow dealing one, with one villain. They probably won't so, do that though. So do, it'd be probably too complicated to do, but you know, if, if for, for for a full 24, 23 episode sort of thing, but yeah, it'd be pretty rough. Mm. Um, you guys, oh, go ahead, Mark. Sorry. Uh, sorry go ahead. 
I said, do you guys think anybody? I think the, I think the mom, William's mom, is probably very likely going to be dead. Do you, anybody else you think, or is anybody else going to survive? I think if anybody dies, it'll probably be her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could kill Mad Dog off and uh, play, play a Wild Dog. Of him that, yeah, no, 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 because they yeah, got to resolve. Playing. They got to resolve the thing with his daughter. Yeah. Well, and he's on the tragedy of him never actually having resolved thing with his daughter. He signed on as a regular. Him and Black Black Canary yeah. next season. Okay, so they're coming they back. They can't kill Diggle. No, Diggle rocks. Because oh, Diggle is kind of like the uh, the sane person out of a lot of them. Could yeah, kill the Curtis, chat. maybe. I don't think no. Come on, Hope not. I don't think so. I don't know. Curtis is cool. It's cool. Yeah, but the thing is, if you kill Curtis, his balls will survive. Well, of course. <laughs> his balls will survive. In the chat. Him. In the chat. Lister's mate says, my 17-year-old nephew says the villain for next season is the thinker. Interesting. All right, so he, he thinks the thinker will be, I guess, an arrow. Well, I guess we're probably going to see a thinker somewhere, right? Sounds like. Yeah, I, I would imagine. You don't usually tease. That's Chekhov's gun right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anything else for to talk about with the season finale of Arrow? Nope. I think I think it was pretty darn good. I yeah, I, I, I really epic. enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and when we got the island blowing up at the end, I thought, holy shit. <laughs> They've really gone to town on this. Yeah, man, it was good. I mean, again, it had, it had like, some of my some of my favorite recurring characters like Slade and Nissa. They're just and Merlin, you know, just like everybody was there. You know, it was like every everybody you wanted to see was there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It could only made it better if like Roy suddenly popped in and helped out. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, got about Huntress. Or, or Huntress was there, <laughs> or Huntress would have been awesome, or Ragman. I'm kind of surprised. Maybe he didn't. Make oh a return yeah. Appearance in him. Yeah. What That's happened right. to him? Because he's not being in it. Wow. His his, rag, his rags lost their power. Yeah, oh, I, I could have some nuclear thing, right? I would have so thought that he would have got his powers back by the end of it. Yeah, the season I thought so too. I didn't think they were just going to drop him for, for good. Yeah, maybe he'll return weird. next season, but I don't know. What was the name of that maybe. character that was in with that that was involved with the uh, the, the Black Canary initially when it was uh, Sarah Lance? You know that that um, song like um, emo girl, original sin. Oh, sin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was the Roy. He was just yeah, Roy. I'm surprised I didn't keep. I'm surprised I didn't bring her back. Somehow. Yeah, I wish they would bring her back at some point. Yeah. She she becomes a vigilante in the comic books. In the, uh, in the chat, Raisa says, uh, yeah, where's Ragman? It's her favorite new character. Uh, she also says the season was that even the finale was great. She gives it 4.5. We're going to give her a ratings in a minute here, but she really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Carrie says, based on... Uh, Willa Holland's reduced that's who plays Thea. Reduced episodes this season. Thea may die and not be in next season. What else does a character have left to do? I hope oh. not, man. I hope she, she doesn't could die. die. She, oh, It'd be a way for her to die, but it seems like they've been, you know, using her less. So I, don't, I hope not, though. But it, I mean, Oliver's finally like finally kind of got to the place he needs to be, right? And then they have a sister die. Oh, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Although I have to say that die. it would it would. Kind of um, negate Merlin's sacrifice, though, if she died. Yes, that's true. You're right. It would. I don't think she's gonna die. Carrie gives it a four point seven. By the way, he really enjoyed it. Listeners mate says, "I'm pretty sure that about eighty percent of the episode was shot in the forest in Vancouver. I could tell because they looked like the same outdoor scenes of Stargate SG One." 
Yeah, and the skies were kind of overcast. The sky was kind of overcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, the show, obviously the show in Vancouver, so it certainly makes sense. Yeah. They need to make the sky different. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I guess, well, I guess any of the Leanne scenes, right, were probably filmed. Obviously yeah. the same. They, they could shoot so. it in Manchester, but we don't have that much forestry here yeah. in Manchester. It's mostly buildings, but our skies are overcast too, but it's a different sky. Uh, in the chat, Lister's mate says, no, don't kill off the... Uh, all right, yes, I'm with you, sir. I want more Thea. Yeah, get rid of Misty. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay, yes, I'm okay with that. I don't think they're obviously not going to. <laughs> well, I, th I think they should because, you know, it's a perfect opportunity. She can go up in smoke. Oh, boy. It's like a Mark's... Wait, you give Mark's a hard time with the puns, man. You admit that was a terrible pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We're gonna do our <laughs> this joke, Ian. <laughs> All right, we're gonna do our ratings. All righty. All right, these are out of five boxing glove arrows, folks. Ian, what do you give it? Uh, give it a four. All right, four boxing of arrows, marks. I'm gonna give it a four point seven five. Oh it's my almost... god, this is the first first time you've ever done a, a quarter type rating like that. I know, right? <laughs> All right, well, I'll actually give it five boxing glove arrows. It's the, it's the only second time this season I've given a five. The other time was with the Flash musical. Uh, but, I, yeah, I honestly think this was, like, everything I wanted in the season finale for Arrow. It was epic. It all the characters I wanted to see back, and they and Slade just rocked it. Uh, and, and, yeah, so it was just great. Uh, awesome. I think, I think what took a little bit off was that cliffhanger ending. I feel like these five seasons are, like, the cycle of – Completing the five-year, you know, mirroring of his of of his past and his present, and I feel like having that cliffhanger, who lives, who dies, kind of cheapened it just a touch. Uh, and plus, I, I doubt anybody's going to die, <laughs> so I kind of cheapens it too. Right, gotcha. Uh, hey, Carrie says in the chat, off topic, but have you all watched the hilarious Katrina Law and John Berriman Chronicles of the League videos on Facebook? Grace says, yes, I have loved them. What is that? I, I saw one. Is it the, them talking about the League of? Um, Legion of Doom. Wait, what is it? It's like a little comedy bit thing they do. Is it scenes. about the shows, the characters in the shows, or something? Or I just saw one. I, I'm not even 100 sure that's what it is, but I saw yeah. Katrina Law and and, and I love guys Katrina together. Law, I love Barrowman. Oh, I would totally watch that. I've not I've not actually seen it, but I I, I do know that Katrina Law is actually quite funny because I've actually seen a bit of her doing stand up. Oh, that's right. I forgot she does stand up. Yeah. No. Uh, Raisa just sent us links on Twitter. She said, thank you, Raisa. And thank you, Carrie, for letting us know. That's awesome. I got to go check those out. Hey, now we got something to watch. Now that the scenes are over. Yeah, I mean, I'm... So hold I'm, us over. I'm struggling for something to review on the website now because all these shows are over. You can review all the... You can just re-review all the shows Marks and I have done on, uh, you know, genre... T or not genre... T we can review that too, but uh, Reality on Demand, Super Knocked Up, all that good stuff. <laughs> there you go. Well, Dark Matter comes back in a couple of weeks, so I'll probably do that. What does? Dark Matter. Dark Matter. Oh, yeah. On sci-fi. And, and there's a new show starting on sci-fi called Blood Drive, which is kind of like um, a grindhouse sort of series set in Sounds... 1999. Do you think it'll be great or stupid? I don't know. It's really stupid. I've, I've watched the first two episodes. I've got access to uh, screeners for most of the sci-fi shows. Well, there's a great recommendation, folks, for you, for Ian. It's really stupid. Go check yeah. it out. 
Well, it's really stupid, <laughs> but it's good stupid. You know, it's kind of like it's grindhouse. I mean, most grindhouse kinda, stuff's stupid. Comedy-ish, like Z Nation is a comedy take of yeah. Walking Dead in a way. More, more com yeah. comedic take. I mean, what, what I love about it, you've got, got the characters having sets with each other and they've got little black boxes. <laughs> black boxes covering their private areas? Yeah. So Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, oh my God. It's just... <laughs> cars because the cars run on human blood because the price of gasoline is so high it's like thousand dollars a gallon <laughs> oh my god it's just completely utterly mad it's brilliant fun i might pass on that one we'll see <laughs> i kind of want to see just for the sex scenes now in the black boxes i'm curious about dark matter though like that had some interesting Cliffhangers or whatever. Yeah, it had a really good, good. Uh, I, know, I haven't seen any, any of that shows. So don't tell me anything. And, and oh. Killjoy's comes back in July, I think. So. All right, cool. All right, so uh, yeah, that wraps us up, I guess, tonight, folks. Uh, before we get out of here, though, let's do some links. And uh, so, Ian, where can people check you out? Well, you can check me out at the scifipulse.net um, as well as on scifipulseradio.com where we have the uh, the podcast um, for um, SFP Now and Genre Retainment. And also this show is on, on, on that feed as well. So, you know, so that's all about scifipulseradio.com. And on Twitter, I'm at scifipulse. All right, Marks. Well, you can check me out at markspa.com and my live webcam show where the hat comes off. No, I'm going to get some black boxes going on the show. <laughs> There'll be lots of black boxes. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, markspa.com. We can keep up with some stuff I'm up to, like co-hosting, genre entertainment, and other stuff. Um, yeah. And There'll then that box where his hat is. <laughs> In a black box. Uh, and then uh, you can also uh, feel free to tweet at me anytime over on uh, Twitter at Mr. Marks. All right. And of course, all the stuff uh, we do on this channel and I do is supergeekedup.com. A lot of different shows up there besides this. We uh, do gaming shows, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, other stuff called like The Strange, Lady Blackbird. Uh, Monday nights we do different uh, role playing games. So you can check those out. We have a lot of fun, Marks. Yeah. And I, uh, we actually were players. Sometimes we're GMs, game masters. We mix it up. And uh, as of, like I said, Super Geeked Up, my geeky pop culture improv show is going to come back July 26th for the new season, uh, Wednesday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Would love you to tune into that. We always have a ton of fun on there. And then Super Knocked Up, which is my comedy about a villain gets pregnant by her superhero nemesis. That's on Amazon now, actually. You can watch it for free there uh, or on our website. Uh, we've got a couple seasons of that. So in the chat, Carrie says, my sadness at the end of the season is starting to set in now. Dang it. Till next season, folks. Uh, Ray says, bye guys, great job. Listeners made this has been a great first season of DC Action Hour. Uh, thank you. Well, and I understand, Carrie. Yeah. So thank you. I'm glad we at least uh, we could stay your sadness a little bit by doing the show <laughs> tonight. But I understand it's always a hard wait over the summer until the, the new season start. Yeah, you're uh, gonna have a longer show next year, aren't you? Because you're gonna have Bunat Lightning as well. Yeah, but uh hopefully at least well, we're not going to, I'm sure, but if I am I would just like to dump legends from the lineup, but <laughs> we'll talk about it. 
<laughs> we'll give it five minutes. Five minute, five minute legend recap. <laughs> but yeah, no, we definitely want to talk about Black Lightning for sure. But they're only going to be on uh, different times of the year anyway, so it's actually fine. It'll be four shows at any one time anyway, I guess. Right. So, uh, but first, thank you guys, uh, everybody, so much. If you watched this first season of a uh, DC Action Hour that we did, we really appreciate you guys tuning. In. It really means a lot. Uh, I think a lot of stuff you could do, and that you spend the time. Uh, chatting with us and uh, supporting us. It's awesome. You guys rock. And I hope you had a good time uh, and, and watching us and chatting. If you have any suggestions, please feel free to send them to us um, at, uh, at Super Geeked Up or any other social media outlet or on our website. There's a contact page as well. And uh, huge thanks to Marks and Danielle, Ian, Francis, uh, anybody basically who came on, like Jeremy Simpson, uh, Cassandra Ebner, guests, our special guests, uh, anybody who came on the season who guest co-hosted with us. Uh, we had a blast with you guys, of course. And oh, Aaron Garcia, of course, as well. He came on. Uh, so thank you guys very much. And uh, so, yeah, I guess we will be. So I think it's usually around the first week of October. So, right, I think is when these shows usually debut. Yeah, right around that. So that's probably, we'll be back basically that's uh, Sunday, uh, whenever those shows first air that week uh, for our new season of DC Action Hour. Yeah, Mark, anything you want to say? We, we can do a Twin Peaks Action Hour now. So we'll talk about how we don't know what's going on every, every week. It'd be great. <laughs> Like they're bringing back Twin Peaks, right? Is yeah, it's right? already started back up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Could do Walking Dead action hour when that comes back, and uh, you know the the thing is, something everything actually, is going to be action hour. We just put whatever show in front of it. Something actually happened this week. Game of Thrones yeah. action hour. Uh, right. You know, it's going to be something. Someone died. <laughs> Who died today? We will have a kill count. How many people died this episode? <laughs> a good drive action hour. Count the. Oh, all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny, maybe do it as a special. All right. Well, thank you very much, folks. Uh, hopefully, maybe some of you tune in tomorrow to our Monday Night Mayhem episode. We'll be doing Dungeons and Dragons. Actually, we also may have some news. Uh, uh, we may be doing uh, like some kind of actually gaming marathon type thing coming up for a, there's a site called Roll20. They're going to do a charity thing. So that we may be doing that later in June. We'll, we'll keep you updated on that. But anyway, like I said, uh, in July, you get to see Super Geeked Up. So hopefully, you can tune into that uh, before we do more DC Action Hour in October. And uh, if any of you are at San Diego Comic-Con, we would absolutely love to see you there. Please let us know and uh, come by any of the panels. All right, that is it. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. It's been on the show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, we will see you in the fall, folks. Uh, until then, I guess have fun watching the reruns. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>